0: Live from the studio, I'm Jimmy Seleski. And I am
1: Monk Eric Glazer. <laughs>
2: I wasn't sure if I was going to make a monk joke if that would be okay. Is that true?
0: I think it's fine. I don't know. <laughs> well,
2: think, these are Tibetan singing bowls. Yeah, so I guess
0: monks use them. They're monks. Yeah, they're Himalayan, yeah. bro. Perfect. We are here with uh, our, I don't even know, I don't know any lingo, dude. I was going to say something cool our brothers our, our brother, brother our brother podcast brother podcast uh with alex glazer and jordan levine of the all new grok this <laughs> i thought you had to think about it <laughs> i'm just taking things a little slow yeah we're I was, you're
2: really chilled out from that singing bowl <laughs> i was
0: sifting through all your endeavors over the past two years i was like who dug it Voyage <laughs> on the amazon <laughs> baltimore paranormal society <laughs> affiliation <laughs>
3: allegedly alleged. alleged alleged involvement involvement frequent commenter frequent
0: least. comment you did comment a lot i love that page <laughs> <laughs> i'm a contributor yeah dude and this is the all new i learned this word i i don't know i believe it was you who taught me the word grok no, Jordan um, made this up or something. Well, I know Jordan, <laughs> I'm just Jordan kidding. made up the word. Grok. Jordan discovered it, like discovered Columbus it. discovered it's a America. Real, like yeah, it was it's a already there, and, mm-hmm. but I think you were the one who taught it to me, and oh. uh, I remember discussing this at the booze belt bash after Rhodos, and I was saying oh. that um, I I love the fact that there's a word for that. You know, grok. How would you define grok, Jordan?
3: Well. They were explaining in this Wikipedia article that I read on the podcast. It was it's from this specific book, but it was actually Martians in the book that used the word. And they use it so often for so many things. Uh-huh. But, and it, it speaks to like how they see things in a different way as humans in the story. Mm-hmm. But it's like to grok can mean to drink, but also to understand in a very deep way. And they were saying it's kind of like where you lose identity with the thing that you're viewing or judging or whatever it is. And it was like, it's like you can hate, you can only truly hate something in the Martian sense if you grok it. And that means to lose sense of identity with oneself, to Uh, hate it and love it too.
0: So it's like this, it's basically like an understanding the way that I perceived of it. And I think kind of the way you described it to me uh, in Fell's point. Was uh, it's this basic understanding of, of what's of a concept with, without the need for, for words. Like it, it's, a, it's an understanding between two people that transcends language. Yeah. You know?
3: Yeah, I know um, Terrence McKenna said this thing about like true telepathy is not like when you read somebody's mind, but when you see what I mean, mm. it's like we're on the same page.
0: Yes, Terrence mm. McKenna, known drug guy. First, he was he was uh, he was a big drug guy, right? Yeah, yeah, big rocker, big, ass. Grocker, big grocker, yeah, big grocker. I mean, that is again, it's one of those words, and I think I use the example of um, "sonder" as another word that uh, has an awesome meaning. It's one of those words where, like, there's so many things where you you lear- you learn the limitations of language and how, like, you know, just certain concepts. Don't become even real until you find out like, like for instance, human beings, we don't not human beings, English speakers. We don't have a word for secondhand embarrassment. We've invented a word in this generation Hmm. and we describe something as cringe, but normally (laughs) um, we, we really just call it being secondhand embarrassed. And that's not really a word for something. That's like a, a compound sentence or a phrase to describe something. In German, I think the word is fremschent or something like that. They have like a word to describe the feeling you get watching someone else embarrass themselves. And so it's funny how these concepts go along for so... It's weird how we've we've gone so long as a language and only recently have we kind of invented a word for secondhand embarrassment. But then all of a sudden, you do something, like you come up with the cringe, whatever, that's cringe. And then all of a sudden it becomes more real. Like, you've given a name to something, and now that concept, it's more identifiable with people. You know, it makes it mm-hmm. legitimizes something, whereas if there wasn't a word for it before, you're just like, oh, maybe that's maybe that's just something I experienced, because it's not a word for it, you know? So language kind of validates thoughts, you know? Mm-hmm. And so Sonder um, is the concept or the understanding. It's basically the opposite of solipsism. Solipsism is this idea that you, personally are the only real thing in the world and everything else is just like a figment of your imagination. Mm-hmm. Sonder is the opposite of that, which is basically saying that every the realization that every single person, thing, being on this planet has an equally vivid and intense and real experience as being themselves, with just as many connections and everything like that. And they are the, like the main character in their life just as much as you're the main character in your life. And... And this two-syllable word, sonder, just takes that whole idea and just goes, boom, there you go, you know? Could there still be like a couple sims in that world? I the, I, I like to leave room for... <laughs> a for, couple NPCs. I love to leave room for NPCs. <laughs> but I think that, that you know, I the word sonder, although such a beautiful meaning, I always thought the word would sound cooler, you know? Hmm. I will say, now that you said that Martians invented this word... Mm-hmm. Sounds right. <laughs> in a Sounds fictional right. book,
2: like a not, in a fiction, fictional book.
1: Well, <laughs> I think
2: President <laughs> Obama heard it first when he.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: he I can't even Mars say the word fiction, actually. <laughs> Because I can't spit it out, I don't believe it.
0: <laughs> We're really blurring the lines between uh, fiction and reality today. Yeah, which it was is fiction.
3: Good. It wasn't one of these truth fiction. What, what's the, what are these videos you're like talking the about? The anti-smoking commercials. Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's <laughs> true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fiction for a purpose. I mean, I don't know. They, uh, people call them. I guess you know. We just watched basically a conspiracy video, mm-hmm. but it was innocent because it was cartoons. Yeah, it was <laughs> animated. <laughs> If you animate a conspiracy video, no one's storming the Capitol, you know. I do really- think
2: that those truth cigarette commercials were total fiction now that you bring it up.
0: Mm. Well those those commercials are. And I, I <laughs> as I light up a cigarette, <laughs> this segment is brought well, to you by those, Camel Crush. All the people in those
3: commercials smoked actually. In real life. Wasn't it like my brother told me I think that it's like the companies have to pay for basically you're such a bad thing, you gotta pay this tax like for anti-smoking stuff, Mm -hmm. so they purposefully make it dumb. It's like they have to do it, and then they just do it. Well, because they
1: they legally can't do commercials for cigarettes anymore. Mm -hmm. So the only commercial they can get is by putting out an anti-smoking campaign. But you still see people smoking cigarettes on
0: it. They're not allowed to make smoking look cool, so instead what they have to do is make not smoking (laughs) look so incredibly uncool. (laughs) it's like it's revert they have to do it that way cuz every time i watch one of those commercials i'm like wow this sucks dude not smoking sucks dude and it is weird and i and i think that you might have you might have tapped into something jordan cuz i always did wonder it's like who is i i think that was kind of part of the deal that the big tobacco might have had struck with the government with, um, which is like yeah we're a public health crisis but also you can't make us illegal, dude. That'd be that'd be not cool. So instead, we'll agree to uh, whatever the uh, apportion or whatever the word is when you like take a certain amount of money and, and you put it towards something. We'll agree to put a certain amount of money towards like public health announcements that warn about the dangers of smoking. And that's kind of like their literally get out of jail free card hmm. that they're like person. Because if you think about it, it's the only industry, and I've. I've always wanted it's the only industry that like they're actively expected to advertise against themselves, you know. I didn't like know any of the beer commercials. They're required at the end of every commercial. Just you can do whatever you want. The whole drink commercial. Responsibly. Drink responsibly. Mm. That's all they have to do. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It can literally just be a dog driving a like <laughs> riding lawnmower. Yeah. for Like 30 <laughs>
3: seconds. You're yeah. like Bud Light. Do you want this to be your life? You're like, yes. <laughs> yes.
0: And they're like, all right, cool. It can be if you drink Miller Light, but also drink responsibly. That's all they have to do. Cigarettes. You can't even imagine them only having to do that. You know they have to go so far above and beyond. They're not even allowed to advertise. Cigarettes are not even allowed to advertise on television. Yeah, no more Joe Cool. Joe Camel? Yeah. Was it Joe Cool or it Joe was Camel? Joe Cool. Joe Cool. Hmm. He's my he
1: guy. was a camel.
0: The Marlboro man? That guy was awesome. I think and candy cigarettes. Look at even candy cigarettes. You know. They oh, want They still sell them. Yeah, but they were originally invented to just kind of because, you know, obviously kids are smart. They they get that it's it cool, cool. They know it's cool. They know it's cool. And so they were like, dude, look, you know, here, boom. Here's they even that. made
2: those fake cigarettes that were like you could blow into it and like white powder would shoot out the front of it. Remember those? Yeah. Like bubblegum ones. Yeah.
0: It is diabolical the <laughs> I mean not diabolical, but it is. You know, it is diabolical when you consider uh, just how much psychology is used in advertising, and how they purposefully target. You know, these companies are constantly trying to bring in the next demographic, the next mm-hmm. age group, the next generation into their product, and they 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 know how to like target you so well. You know, I think we did a we did a segment on this uh, show, this podcast quite some time ago uh, about. Edward Bernays, who was known as the father, you've heard of him?
3: Yeah, the yeah grandfather of. Uh, oh, the grandfather. <laughs> I <was so> <laughs> yeah. Mm. I father. must have watched him when he was younger. It's like the father. Yeah. yeah.
0: The brother in law of modern marketing. <laughs> I guess I just was thinking he's so old. Like, he must yeah. yeah. have been the like, That's grandson. my son. <laughs> 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 it's Mr. Edward Bernays. <laughs> to you. Um, and, and he basically, you know, back in the day, they used to advertise with like facts like statistics like you know if you're selling a truck you'd be like this truck it's really good it you know it's gonna get you like a lot of miles it can go this fast uh you know it was made in detroit it was made in detroit you know like just like things like it can tow this much you still see a little bit of that but what he realizes like look people aren't interested in that boring shit What if someone sucked your dick in this truck? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He realized, dude, people want to be, the way you tap into people, the way you market to people is you you tap into their deepest desires. You put, you, you attach your product to the things that people love the most. Or the things, not that they, the things that people think they want. The things that people wish they were. So that's why when you see a truck commercial, it's not just a truck and they just go, here's a list of all the great things. No, it's a guy riding through the mountains, fucking towing an airplane, fucking, you know, doing some cool shit that, like, most guys who buy that truck are never going to do. But most guys who want to buy that truck wish they had to do that shit. Most guys wish they needed to fucking drive up a desert dune <laughs> and need, and the only car that could do it. Most of you guys are just driving on the beltway, you know? I always say, like, as far as I'm concerned, my Nissan Altima is as fast as any car on the road right now. Because at the end of the day, the max speed limit I've ever encountered is 80 miles per hour. My car goes 80 miles per hour. <laughs> So as far as the law is concerned, I can I can go just as fast as you, dude. Your car goes three hundred. Where are you doing that? I mean, I get you can do it, but it's like you're not supposed to. You know, racetracks. Racetracks? You taking your car to the fucking racetrack? Yeah, so I'm
3: not going to take my RAV4 to a racetrack. I'd be so it. embarrassed there. There's an advertisement for, like, New Jersey somewhere. You can imagine, like, a bunch of rich people. It's like you can take your race cars and park it there. They have, like, loft apartments that you can live there. But it's like a place you can, you can race your really nice cars around the yeah, track. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Hmm. And if you're into that, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But it really it all comes down to, you know, these, these products become like, uh, symbols for people, you know? I always said about with, like, fashion stuff, it's like, for certain things, it's like, you know, you buy the Gucci handbag not because the Gucci handbag is necessarily any better, like, material-wise or anything than some other handbag. Maybe even better than some handbags, but, like, when you look at how pricey, like, a like... I don't even know Saint Laurent, Rolf Saint Laurent, I don't fucking know, these fucking like big designers and stuff. And it's like, if you really looked at it objectively, you're like, all right, how much better is a Saint Laurent this than one, like one brand lower? Not comparing it to like Walmart brand cologne or something (laughs) like that. I'm just saying like the biggest designers and then like another good designer that like doesn't have the brand name recognition. How much better really are they? Are they three times as expensive good or is it really just the fact that most people are buying these products because when you wear that Gucci handbag it's less about the bag itself and more about the external expression of saying everyone that sees me knows that I have enough money to own this and that's really what you're trying to say when you wear these things you know it's just the expression of like when you it's a way to just say like this is me this I'm wearing this because that's an expression of how dope I am you know and that's what advertising really is. You have to connect to people on that level, dude. You get the Marlboro Man. It's a fucking cowboy, cowboy guy fucking smoking a cig. Manly ass dude. Hot as fuck. Cool. Charming. Charismatic. Smoking a cig. Girls are talking to him. You're like, dude, that's not me. But like, ideally, that would be me. <laughs> you see the fucking camel. You're like, dude, I'm not. I'm not a camel. You know? <laughs> but like, ideally, you know, it's just... Whatever, Brene, is his first big thing pertaining to cigarettes that really got me. And this really what got me mm-hmm. got me good. <laughs> when he noticed that, like, women weren't smoking cigarettes, he was like, dude, this is a big problem. <laughs> women are kind of smoking cigarettes, but, like, not really. It's seen as, like, a masculine thing. It's seen as unattractive. So, like, they're really, if even the women that do smoke, they're only smoking, like, indoors, which means they're not smoking nearly enough. They're only smoking at their own house in private. They're not like out in public at bars smoking. It's, it's seen as like a, you know, masculine, unattractive thing. So luckily at the time, this is also during the women's suffrage movement in the 20s. And this is like the kind of the first wave of feminism where women were fighting for the right to vote. And so what he did was he was like, dude, I got an idea. He was the first one to kind of take the idea of attaching cigarettes and smoking and co-opting another movement. So he said, what we're going to do is during the Women's Voting Rights Parade March in New York City, we're going to have women on these, like, parade floats smoking your cigarettes as, like, an expression of, like, feminism. Like, men can't tell us we can't smoke. Like, we're going to smoke because, like, we're women, whatever. And we're going to use our cigarettes. And then it's like he got a front page thing in the New York Times whatever, everyone was like, come watch— women uh, suffragettes smoke torches of freedom is what he called them torches of freedom and the the sales skyrocketed and all of a sudden all these women started smoking cigarettes because it became a symbol of like feminism and like men can't tell us what to do we can smoke too and it's like you see this kind of weird diabolical thing where it's like you take something good or some like passion or something that's and then they hijack it and they tap into that and now all of a sudden their brand their image is attached to whatever good thing is happening and then boom that's that's all marketing now you know
2: that's how the Olsen twins started smoking is it really <laughs> no, I <don't> know. <laughs> but I feel like they're the modern day smoking icon for women
0: modern day as in nineteen uh <laughs> ninety nine
2: As in, even like right now, like there's all these fan accounts that like have these like skinny model type smoking, you know, like um, who's the other one that's always smoking? But it's like a cool thing. It's like a glamorous thing again.
0: Well, you and I have discussed that smoking does seem to be, thankfully, uh, (laughs) coming back. (laughs) It seems to be on its way back in because now everybody vapes. And I think people naturally, the problem with vaping is it intrinsically does not look cool. And it functionally, it's the way better option. It debatably might be healthier for you, although I have said numerous times that the good thing about cigarettes in this society where it's not, you can't just smoke inside anymore, like smoking a cigarette is a, a thing. You got to go outside. You got to, some places don't even let you smoke in the outside. You know, it's like smoking a cigarette's a thing and then you smell like it. And it, you got to step away from everybody to do it. Even if you're in your own apartment, you might not want to smoke. And so you, you're in a building, no smoking in the building. You gotta, I see people that actually follow the rules, actually go down the elevator and go out front of the building to smoke a cigarette. I'm like, Jesus Christ, just get a balcony, you know? But it's like, it's inconvenient. And so if you smoke cigarettes, you have a very keen idea of how many cigarettes you're smoking. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. Because it, every cigarette's an investment. Dude, whenever I have the access to a vape, I begin hitting it at like an unconscious rate. I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing to the point where I'm intaking so much more nicotine. So mu- and so much more of this, whatever the other shit is. Mm-hmm. Forget nicotine. I think we talked about is nicotine. <clears throat> is it nicotine that's actually bad for you? Cause I always thought it's, you know, like the other shit in cigarettes that's actually bad. Nicotine is what gets you addicted. Yeah, but-
1: nicotine's the addictive substance. I think it's like I don't know if it's in small doses, is bad for you, but I'm sure anything in excess is bad. Well, isn't and tobacco
2: also a little bit addictive vapes? though,
0: too?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I've read that somewhere. <laughs> really? Yeah. I also have heard
0: tobacco
2: can be quite. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like without the nicotine. Warming. Without the nicotine, I mean, you know,
0: I no,
1: I think the nicotine's in the tobacco. Are
2: yeah,
0: addictive. yeah, I think that's what makes it addicting. Yeah. Okay, I think tobacco without nicotine is just. It's a stinky tealy. It's like stinky tea It's like non-alcoholic beer. Tobacco. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: yeah. No nicotine.
0: Yeah. So it's not even really the nicotine, you know, that that really gets you, you know. And I think nicotine itself, I think we Googled it at your Memorial Day bash. Uh, I don't think it's any it has any really different effects than caffeine, you know? Which caffeine also highly addicting, it's a stimulant, mm-hmm. gets you going, gets your heart rate up, concentrates you. You know, equally habit forming, whatever, you know, but it's all the other things. But it's like, you know, as we discussed, we don't we know the devil, you know, I would argue is better than the devil. You don't, you know, we're going to get into some devil stuff later. (laughs) But for now, the devil, you know, I still err on that side. We know the effects of cigarettes. We know how many, you know, we don't know that shit with vapes. You know, Mm -mm. the problem is, is that those companies look, there is no better example of uh, the old adage: "Early bird gets the worm," but second mouse gets the cheese. <laughs> the first wave of e-cigarette companies are dead. Yeah, like Blue, Blue, even jewel Juul, Juul, but then Juuls. someone had a
2: jewel the other day, and I was like, "Are they back?"
0: Yeah, but you have to pay. jewels
1: are like weed pens now. Y-
0: you have to like, uh, y- you have to pay. In Maryland, at least, it's like, I think, a 40% tax for oh, They pods. weren't even that good. They weren't. No. And, and Jules were really the more innocent ones. They only had, like, tobacco flavor, which you are a psycho if you got that, <laughs> or menthol. So in all intents and purposes, they really only had one flavor for Jewel, menthol. They're getting taxed out the fucking ass, 40% for a pack of pods. Meanwhile, you have all these other... Uh, things and there and jewel is not allowed to make flavor things this is what i always found weird in maryland as far as i know you can buy vapes that are flavored can you not am i wrong about that? i don't know yeah, yeah. i'm genuinely asking yeah.
1: isn't the new one like elf
0: bar or something Puff yeah. bar or whatever Or i don't know all these you know passion fruit things that kids would like dude you know at least cigarettes had the you know the you know cordiality to be to taste shitty you know I think they
2: just have to make a new brand every time and like make it like the packaging 30%
1: different enough. Or I'm just making that number up. But like, well, I mean, it was like, um, it was like before they had like CBD and Delta 9 weed or whatever the fuck it is. Like, remember, like, they used to have like the K2 shit mm -hmm. where they sprayed like a fake THC on like. Whatever the fuck it is was. That what spice is that spices? Even like with yeah, spice. Yeah. spice yeah. yeah, but like. Salvia. The way spices. that shit was legal is because it was just like a chemical. And then anytime the FDA, whoever banned that chemical, they would just like tweak it a little bit and put it back on the market. And I right. feel like that's what the vapes are doing right now.
0: It's a great example of how shitty the government is at taking care of problems. I mean, like literally. You're watching them with the jewels, and it's like they're they okay. Yeah, we, yeah, I agree. Flavored vapes can be kind of targeting kids, also, it's targeting adults. I'm 30 and I prefer a passion fruit vape to a fucking tobacco flavor. Flavored, flavored vape. one, like, yeah.
2: You don't have to be a little boy. It's what's gonna happen with TikTok when when TikTok gets banned, TikTok has already made an, a backup app called Lemon Eight. Have you heard about it? And that sounds no. gross. It's, it sounds they freaky. just they just made another party I guess. They literally <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's the that. inspiration. Um no yeah they already made an app called Lemon 8. You can download it, you can reserve your handle now. It's literally the same thing as TikTok and like no one's really using it yet, but like it's owned by TikTok. So I think They're just doing the same thing. How
1: do you spell it? L-E-M-O-N and the number Number eight. eight. Mm -hmm. Lemon eight. I wonder what the reason behind that is. I think it's supposed to be
0: pronounced like lemonade. Oh,
1: lemonade.
2: lemonade. Oh, my God. That's so smart. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That sounds better.
2: That's like my AIM screen name, Skate Million, with the number
0: eight. That's dope. (laughs) Isn't there like an insurance app called Lemonade? Uh, They're going to get in some legal trouble. I don't think the Chinese are worried about legal trouble, too. Mm-hmm. True, different they got, category. <laughs> yeah, different statute limitations. Well, I mean, I guess you know, talking this all kind of pertains in because I've been thinking about this for a couple weeks too with um, uh, social media as it pertains the way that, that that is also targeted. You know, and and how you know we had talked. There's we had talked a lot about like with like weird kind of sketchy like child sexual stuff and stuff, but even on a broader scale, just the type of stuff that you see on a daily well, basis. Hey, run that back. <laughs> <laughs> I was nodding and I was about? like, was this at the cookout again? <laughs> we <laughs> when were talking, talking about <laughs> we're talking becoming a sex offender yeah. by peeing outside. <laughs> How like there was like these like sketchy, like kind of like you, they were like, it seemed like it would like be shown up in people's algorithms, like these like kids kind of like mimicking what they saw from like oh, older yeah, girls yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And it's like, you oh. know, and, and then TikTok the thing that, the thing that annoys me about these things is. You just like glossed over that stuff so <laughs> yeah. before that I was like, I don't remember talking I glossed about over at it. at all. I glossed over it because I was, was uncomfortable that like a with it. Is court-ordered thing you have to say every time? <laughs> and then I realized it was way more uncomfortable by glossing over it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because
3: I, I am a listener. So yeah. you're talking about like yoga videos and stuff that yeah. goes into a certain Different direction. stuff.
0: And, and, and the thing is that annoys me about with social media, they kind of, and it's not just TikTok. The problem with TikTok is, they're not American owned, and so they're the target of all this, you know, animosity towards social media. When in reality, it's you know, it's all of them that they're all doing it. And you see these things pop up in the feed. You see certain things popping up in, in people's feeds. You know, if you're a more uh, right leaning person, you get more right leaning stuff. You're gonna get more stuff that they know is gonna engage you, that's gonna piss you off and get you commented. Because the other reality of just social media interaction is, you're far more likely to get engagement on a video that pisses someone off. Versus a video. Mm-hmm. I mean, that negative negative confirmation bias is probably one of the most real, palpable things that you can examine in your own daily life. The amount of times that somebody will walk up to me after a gig, and uh, and just like give me a very generous tip, like a fifty dollar bill or something like that, you feel good. And it's like, oh man, that was really nice of them. Versus the amount of times. That it, I don't I don't think about that for days. I don't like wake up the next morning and be like, that was I, I just so happy about that. I'm just I think of it in the moment like that was really generous. Awesome. Cool. Thanks. When I if I were to lose a fifty dollar bill, if I were like to go out one night with a fifty dollar bill, then maybe I've reached in my pocket. It fell out. I didn't notice it. Wake up the next morning, realize it's missing. Or if I get ripped off at the bar like one of those some drug addict bartender fucking overcharged me for shots and I can't I have no recourse. <laughs> Than like I got ripped off out of 50 bucks. I will stew about that for, for a week at least. Oh, that's interesting. I will stew about losing $50. So, so in my mind, losing $50 is so much more significant of a thing that I will react to than than gaining $50. Finding a $50 mm-hmm. bill on the ground will make me happy for about one hour. <laughs> losing a $50 <laughs> bill on the ground will piss me off for about four or five days. <laughs> And that is a very tangible example of negativity. And that's mm-hmm. the way most people think. When you see a video that you agree with, maybe you so agree with it, you're like, hell yeah. Most of the shit that you do on social media is going to be fucking, you know, you're arguing with somebody and stuff like that. And so what annoys me about with the way these companies go about it is they they try to they, they try to play this angle like, well, we're just, you know, we're just giving you like what you want, you know, blah, 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 blah. We're not, we're not trying to target anything. We're not doing this, just blah, blah, blah. It's like that'll be all well and good, except that you've already established you've already established several times that social media will step in and censor and remove and deplatform. People, things, and ideas that they deem to be dangerous to the public, whether it's children. If, if there's if there's content that they deem to be 18 plus for whatever reason, they'll put a barrier there, stuff like that. So it's not like social media is hands off, and it's not like they don't have the tools to be controlling what comes across your feed. So in that aspect, it's like, okay, so you've already shown several times that you, you are monitoring the content on these websites, and you are sorting through and deciding what is appropriate and what isn't. So when I come to you and I say, "Hey, I'm noticing some shit that I think is kind of inappropriate," and they go, "Well, I mean, we don't have anything to do with that, dude. What are you? What are you looking up?" It's like, <laughs> "Well, I can't look up Alex Jones. You know, I can't look up this shit. I can't look up. I can't like. So, so, but, but if, but if some other weird shit pops up, all of a sudden, uh, I don't have anything to do with it.
2: What was that thing that
3: you couldn't look up on Google,
2: Jordan?" There yeah. was something shadow banned on Google that you were trying to type up, right?
3: Yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting. I was I was like trying to look up something I had referenced about how there was a two thousand like um, Senate thing where people were testifying about aliens like working in the government and stuff, mm-hmm. they were saying we, we want disclosure. Um, and so I was searching like two thousand alien disclosure, but then I just for some reason I was searching like per, certain person people's names, like that guy David Greer or whatever. Um, Da- I'm thinking of like David, David Allen Greer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Different guy. Yeah. Duty Stephen Greer's Greer. father. Oh, okay. <laughs> Richard Greer. This other guy. But um, like, so I, I was searching alien disclosure because that's more of a general thing. I, I just searched that because like, because Stephen Greer's thing is disclosure project. Mm-hmm. But, like what comes up and it was alien disclosure. It was like almost rejecting it where it wouldn't guess. It, like I was searching it and like nothing would come up. Uh, was like the Google predicted searches or whatever. Yeah, mean it was this? like
2: alien discography. It was like yeah. any other word besides disclosure. Yeah, it was yeah. like.
3: And then I typed it all the way, and then it was nothing. Like I typed all wow. the way to the last letter, and then the whole thing, and it was like nothing would come yeah. up. no
2: so, predicted searches. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and then I sent it. Yeah, it, so. alien disco golf. I'm making <laughs> it up. But it was like trying to change the word yeah. as much as it could.
0: and 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 then you look at TikTok, for instance, a great example of. When we talk about the control that they do have, look at what TikTok is in China. Not that I've ever been on TikTok, much less in China. I I go on TikTok occasionally just to upload my own shit for three views. But in <laughs> China, those... I'm not saying that this is how it should be, but I'm just pitching this as an example of how it could be. Uh, and then asking the question, why is it not the case here? Uh, again, not saying it should be. But in China they have very strict time limits on how long if you're under a certain age how long kids are allowed to be scrolling through the app how many how many minutes or hours a day they can spend the the type of stuff that is pushed to their kids are much more educational more about science and math and things like and things that promote like national patriotism for the country and their culture and things like that um it's not a lot of like, it's not just like fucking, you don't go to China on TikTok, I imagine, just see some kids like fucking like, dude, I'm going to drink a bottle of fucking whatever and throw up and then eat it. It's like, you don't see that shit <laughs> or like some stupid dance. It's like they, in their own country, have recognized that, yeah, this shit can, does have like kind of a corrupting type of effect on the youth. Uh, and I, I always run the risk of sounding like an old, Boomer guy, but it is true. I mean, look, kids are kids for a reason. There's a reason they can't consent to sex. There's a reason they can't smoke cigarettes. There's a reason they can't drink. There's a reason they can't vote. Like we all acknowledge as a society that children are not capable uh, of the same like mental discretion and and emotional control and things like that. And they're the most easily appealed to market. There's a reason why the recruiting age for the military is is eighteen and not. 32 and it's not all about the physicality it's about the fact that it's a lot harder to get a 32 year old guy to fucking you know go and do whatever the fuck you tell him to do you know it just is and so they understand that and and yet in our country the social media we sit there and we you know you sound like a you sound like a conspiracy theorist if you talk about the fact that like dude like look at the kind of like values and shit that just gets pushed down our throat and I'm having a hard time accepting that that's just what we want, you know, I'm having a hard, because again, the pitch is like, well, the reason why this media is consumed that way is just because that's what the people want, you know, but then once you've already demonstrated the amount of control you have in censoring what people can see, Mm -hmm. then I'm, then I then ask the question like, well, is there a little bit of that? Is this what you want us to want? A few months ago, some whistleblower, like
2: ex TikTok employee came out and said that TikTok has a hot button. That's what they called it. They're like, they do have a secret thing called a hot button. So like they decide what's hot and that's how your algorithm or like, that's how anyone can go viral is like there literally is someone manually being like, Oh, that's good. Let me like push that. And like, that's how they push in the algorithm. So it's like more manual than, and I think they even maybe admitted it public. I I might be misspeaking, but Mm -hmm. um, I thought that was interesting that it was like a little more, more manual than they initially said.
0: Yeah. I I mean, look, and, and like, obviously again, even trying to have a, conversation about it, it's like, obviously they're in control of what's on their platform. That was the whole argument about why certain people shouldn't be allowed to be on Twitter and why Twitter should be accountable for it, because, well, you know, are you guys really just a, you know, public platform if you're censoring certain people? So, like, obviously they're in control of what goes on there.
3: Yeah, there was that Facebook thing where some people were saying maybe it was sort of like a soft leak or whatever they call that, like a something rollout. Like partial rollout where they like put out stuff that they want to put out, but to to kind of hide deeper stuff. Um, But the Facebook thing where they were like, we're targeting, we're showing kids unhealthy habits and stuff like that. Do you guys remember that? It was like a whistleblower Mm -hmm. quote unquote, and then it. It was like
0: a, a softer incriminating story about them to cover up the more incriminating story about them. Yeah, uh, it was like an
3: ex-employee of Facebook who was saying huh. like, we did these algorithms that were unhealthy and then Facebook was like apologizing and then they were saying they're going to do things differently.
0: It's like the plea deal. Kind of like, <laughs> it's like taking a plea deal. It's like basically kind of like, we'll also get into MK Ultra, Um, but. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> yeah, but like the end Little result goody. of that is is that the CIA kind of came out and said like at the end of everything after they torched all the all the records that they could get rid of after like 20 years or so in operation of doing these mind control experiments with LSD on unknowing participants um they were like oh well you know we were trying to do it we admit it we were trying to do it we were trying to figure out how to control people's minds and influence people yeah we're guilty you got us but Dude, we didn't find shit. We, we never figured it out. So I mean, yeah, we tried. I'll admit it. We tried. We won't try again. But we listen. Didn't. The
1: Unibomber wasn't successful. We all saw
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Manson. Nah. No, it's like it's like that. They do that shit, and it's like the amount of of research and and development R and D that goes into. Um, first of all. That's what the CIA's job is. Now, the CIA is not legally allowed to operate on American soil. They are specifically supposed to be a foreign affair. They're allowed to do all kinds of psycho psyops and shits in other countries. That's their job. You know, that's how mm. they, you know, figure out, you know, that governments getting overthrown, installing people that are more, installing leaders that are more sympathetic and friendly to United States interests. Like, that's their fucking job. Mm. But,
1: Oh, you're trying to take the oil off of the U.S. dollar?
0: Crazy. Yeah, how about we uh, incite a coup in your country and then install this guy that loves selling oil on the U.S. dollar? Oh, five countries in a matter of, like, what, ten years? All The Arab Spring just happened out of fucking nowhere. While we were in fucking Iraq. I mean like I don't know all the details. I don't pretend I'm a fucking expert. But like <laughs> you look at shit and you're like. Well that all that sounds an awful lot. Like when we fucking overthrew all the Central American dictators. For our fucking banana republics and shit. Like this is not unprecedented history. Of the United States. Why do you think Hawaii is a state? Like we go into places that have resources that we need. And we they either let us take them. Or if they don't let us take them. We go alright well we'll fucking put someone in power that does. And just like you go to any fucking place, you can find a group of people that are not happy because there's always gonna people be people anywhere, no matter what the situation is, that are discontent, that aren't happy with the government because, uh, you know, a lot of people they they just want to be in power. You know, they're they're running a, even if things are good, they're just like, oh, why is he in power? And then you fucking give them military funding, you give them weapons, you give them training, and then boom, they overthrow the fucking people for you, and then you and then install their own person who's working for you because you've been funding them the whole fucking time. And then you sell it to the world. It's like, well, it was just, just like organic uprising that just conveniently led to yet another leader that does shit that we want to do. And I don't know why you're looking at me, you know, the CIA who's, that's our entire fucking job. Why would you ever accuse me of doing such a thing? You know, and the amount of research that goes into that same psychology, that same propaganda psychology of how they, learned to even in, um, you know, uh, when you take over a country. It's one thing to take over a country. It's another thing to get the people that are in that country to comply with their new rulers. Especially if you're fucking like, you know, it's World War II, you're in Poland, Germany comes in, fucking overthrows your president, kills half your fucking men, and then starts fucking your wife and and enslaving your children. Kind of hard to get those guys to be like, "Yeah, yeah, I fuck with Germany. You know, it's only a matter of time until they get pissed off enough to fight back. And so the second and most important aspect of all those operations, once you beat the shit out of somebody, once you take their shit is how do you keep them compliant? That's where the CIA comes in, you know, and that all that shit, all that propaganda of, you know, taking over a country and then in the school system, you go there, they went into the Polish public the, public school system and started teaching these kids German history from a young age we're like look we're not going to be able to take the the grown adults and and convince them that Mm -hmm. we're good guys we just have to wait for them to die what we can do is we can take the new generation and make them Germans you know look at a fucking kid who's adopted you know you you take some kid from Cambodia or something like that he's got a white foster mother and and, you know he, he was born over there in one generation you've completely you know that kid doesn't speak fucking Cambodian he fucking he's just like any other, you know, white guy, you know, you know, it only takes one generation to change people's minds. And that's why so much of that shit is targeted towards children. And that same shit that's used to fucking get people compliant in other places is used to get us compliant in our own fucking country. You know, that's real shit. You know, all these fucking exper- all the money that's going to the CIA, what's it for? What are we using it for? I think a to lot, not do that.
2: A lot of it is in Antarctica.
3: Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Like maybe twenty five percent. All right. That's a significant number. Mm-hmm. We're hurling some numbers out now.
0: I'm a numbers guy. But All yeah.
3: Right, go on. Y- yeah, there's like the Montauk project, whether that's true or not. Supposedly the government does testing on kids. I don't know if that's worth
0: Talking about, I think but. it's I think it's dr- great to talk about that. I think I mean, look whether or not it's real does not affect whether or not it's fun. Yeah, you know. I had never heard of the,
2: the Montauk Project. I believe
0: it's called Project Montauk. Oh,
2: is that in <laughs> upstate New York or something? Uh,
0: I think it's uh, in
3: Montauk. <laughs> I think it's, it's like, like Long yeah. Island. Where's
0: is that? Uh, upstate New York. It's all the way okay. the top,
3: the tippy top of something. Long like, Island. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's where, uh, it's where Long it, Island Eternal goes. Sunshine. I think yeah, they've yeah, gone yeah. there on some Bravo shows before. Billy Joel has a place mm-hmm. there.
4: Hmm.
3: Park. Yeah, there is a there is a base and you can walk around. It's like a public park. You can hike around and stuff, but there's like sealed off parts of that base. It was a military base, but mm. there's the, stories about it. That- the,
0: the thing that you realize is whether or not somebody is successful in doing something should not be your barometer on how dangerous this shit is. You should be looking at the intentions. Uh, yes, the Russian government, was they did want to figure out how to create... Uh, human-ape-hybrid super soldiers that had the strength of fucking chimpanzees with the minds of humans, they wanted to figure out how to do that. I didn't know that. <laughs> I've never heard think. this. It's just the fact that they're trying to do it. I totally <laughs> believe that they're trying to time travel, which I'm all for that. That's mm-hmm. cool. You can fucking time travel. You can fucking, you know, anything you want, whatever. But, like, the the stuff that they're trying to do is really what what gets you. Like, MK Ultra they developed LSD because they were trying now they deny that they were successful but they were trying to figure out they i believe the initial motive for it was the whole Manchurian candidate thing they wanted to be able to oh yeah uh install the sleeper fake mem- agent yeah know. sleeper cell yeah. guys and, and, and like take uh, f- memories like be able to like put memories into your brain and and take other memories out mm-hmm. and and then be able to like program and trigger you to do certain things and and again, whether or not they're successful in that does not change anything for me. It's like I believe they probably were, uh, because that's more fun to believe, you know. <laughs> Do you want to believe? Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's my new favorite song. Do you really? <laughs> <laughs> Do you really? Wait, so Eric, I would like to ask you, as a Kanye fan, mm-hmm. have you heard any of the conspiracies about him suffering from? MK Ultra or cloning or people well, saying you don't want to know what happened to the real Kanye.
1: I don't know if I believe any of the cloning stuff, but his personal like Twitter? Not or his no? personal Twitter. His like um I don't know, like personal trainer. Oh. <laughs> he's <laughs> the one that <laughs> initially when he first got hospitalized during like around the life of Pablo era, I was like twenty 13 or 14 or something, I guess. His personal trainer was the one who got him 5150'd and put in, like, a psychiatric, like whatever, psychiatric ward of the mm-hmm. hospital.
0: What's 5150'd mean? Because it sounds cool.
1: Um, It's like you're not... Like, you basically get arrested because you're fucked up in the head. Oh. Like, you're not safe for yourself or anyone else. Like, I think yesterday, Bam Margera got 5150'd in L.A. because he said he would smoke crack until he could see his kids again. <laughs> like, it was kind is, of like, funny the way he said it. Though. I know, it was pretty funny. He was
2: like I'm going to smoke crack until the day I die. He's going like unless a crack you trip. let me see my kids again or what was, it was I forget the way crazy. he said it. It was really funny how he said it. But, <laughs> Not but funny. With, but with um
1: Kanye that uh more recently with all of like the him separating from Kim and the Pete Davidson shit his personal trainer texted him like you want me to fucking? You want me to put you on so many drugs that you can't even remember your kids' names anymore? Like, do you want me to fuck you up so bad that you get sent back to that hospital again? Da, 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 da. And like, Kanye just posted his texts on Twitter to him, wow. and like, you're like, wait a second, why is this personal trainer talking to him like this? Yeah. And then you realize, oh, why was his personal trainer an ex Canadian CIA agent? Mm-hmm. Why was why is why does that? necessary to be a Hollywood star trainer and in reality uh he's probably like a new generation of like the Hollywood fixers you know what I mean like mm-hmm. how in like old school Hollywood would mm-hmm. have fixers go like kill people or like mm. do whatever the fuck mm-hmm. to make sure stars you know didn't get out that they're fucking sluts or you know whatever um but I don't know I th- I think the Kanye thing is weird because I think it's definitely a combination of him having mental health issues, but then also like having real conspiracy shit play out in front of his face. Maybe some
2: real greed and like Hollywood agents or the people in power wanting to keep making money and like milking the celebrity, like same with Britney Mm -hmm. Spears and stuff. And I think this is all alleged, but I Mm -hmm. think one of the people that put Britney in the conservatorship, I think is named Lou Taylor. Mm -hmm. This is all alleged. We don't want to get anybody after us. Yeah. I had read somewhere that the Kardashian Jenner's were trying to get Lou Taylor to get Kanye on a conservatorship too. This by the mm. same person, Lou Taylor, who put Britney on one. And I think that person might have been involved in Amanda Bynes's conservatorship too. So I think it is like a fixer. Like it's like, wait, let's make sure they don't stop making money for all these other people who their livelihoods depend on yeah, them. They're leeching off of them, right? Yeah. Exactly. And Kanye has said a lot of stuff like that connected to like the Kardashian Jenner's and the different people who have tried to manipulate him and control him and stuff. And I kind of believe, I think you're right. I think it's a mixture, Eric, of like a little bit of both. And it, that can drive someone crazy too.
0: I think the psyop of it all is that we're kind of trained to react to these types of theories or stories as if they yeah, I'm are... i read
1: this text because it's fucking crazy. Yeah, that this it. is a real thing from this Harley guy. I don't know the last name. Um, but he texted Kanye, I'm going to help you uh i'm gonna help you one of a couple ways first you and i sit down and have a, a loving and open conversation but you don't use cuss words and everything that is discussed is based in fact and not some crazy stuff that dumb friend of yours told you or you saw on a tweet second option i have you institutionalized again where they medicate the crap out of you and you become you go back to zombie land forever Playdate with the kids won't be the same
2: I'm so scared that one day I'm gonna get this text from my brother. (laughs) But it's like,
1: I don't like a personal trainer shouldn't have that much impact on you. You know what I mean? Like that's some other shit going
2: on. I think a lot of them are disguised as like personal assistants or even husbands or wives, but they could really be like a control. Like, (laughs) but it's like
1: he's like that's your worker. That'd be like if you went up to your boss tomorrow and was like. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna sit down and we're gonna talk about you giving me a pay raise, or I'm gonna slowly ruin your brain through chemicals and alter you completely until you're a different person. That your life is never the same. Mm. I don't have a problem with swearing at work, so I don't think that would be a problem. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't
2: tell you don't tell the person giving you a paycheck that. Yeah, that's weird shit. That's why I think they try to strip them of their power make sure they don't go too crazy with the party scene or the alcohol or drugs because they're like, we need you to keep making us money. Well,
0: that's that's the whole thing. And, 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 and again, these things come out as like crazy conspiracy theories. But if you really kind of like just look at it from like a common sense standpoint, it's like, okay, when you're talking about these level of people, like Kanye West, who's like worth billions or at least a billion, which is a lot of fucking money and all these other things, like we've already established, you know, you watch these mafia movies where they're extorting a fucking – sub shop in their neighborhood (laughs) and telling them like, you got to do this, you got to do that or else, you know, there might be a problem. We, we all accept that, that that goes on. And that's for, that's for pennies compared to the kind of money we're talking about on this scale. And the idea that people have such a hard time being able to accept that that is a potential reality that when you get to that level and you have that many people that are dependent on you for their income and their brand and and their basically their entire livelihoods that they want to they don't want you to be in a position of complete um, independence or or auto or auto whatever autonomy auto erotic they don't want that, <laughs> they, do want that they, do, they do want that
3: sometimes. they do want that
0: sometimes they'll set it up for you but but they don't want you because because what they need is you have they don't want if you're stepping out of line and you're or you're doing something that's that's losing them money that's cutting ties with the brand and stuff like that. They're all now on the chopping block. Their their income is on the chopping block, and all these people have their hands in your fucking cookie jar, let's say. It's very easy for me to believe, you know, knowing how you look at things about— It's, it's weird how, like, every 50 years or so, we or every 20 years, fuck it, we hear about some shit that went on 20 years ago, and we're like, wow, that shit was fucked up. You read some declassified CIA document from the 50s or 60s about how they faked an incident to kind of provoke the Vietnam War. And you're like, yeah, they shouldn't have done that. That was certainly fucked up. And then you see a similar thing happen uh, in modern times. And if you even suggest that it could be the same type of thing, people go, now you're a conspiracy theorist. It's like, dude, if anything, historically, this explanation would be more likely than the fact that suddenly after thousands of years of governments lying to people and manipulating people for their own self-benefit that suddenly we're the first generation where that's not happening. That all these stories about old Hollywood and and all the shit that was going on and in movie and TV and media and shit like that, that suddenly this is the first time period in all of human history where all of a sudden people that are all relying on your income don't want to have a say in what you're doing and aren't going to exhaust their control You know, or exact their control to try to keep you in line, to try to keep themselves where they need to be. You know, I don't you know, with the Kanye thing, it's like, yeah, the guy's a fucking billion dollar fucking brand. You know, I have no issue. You know, even it's very reminiscent to the Michael Jackson thing, too. You know how, you know, again, it's like the first thing when you're trying to come up with a good conspiracy theory (laughs) is you got to have a motive. If you don't have a motive, you got nothing. Because now you're just saying a bunch of things that could be true, but it's like, why? Like, it could be true that, you know, my name isn't actually, you know, Jimmy or whatever, Demetrius. I was going to say, it's not Jimmy. (laughs) That could be true. Oh, shit. Like, it could be true that I've been faking this and I'm secretly like some fuck, whatever. But like, why would I be doing that? And if I was doing right. that, <laughs> that's like, a good, that is a good, would, like, yeah. litmus test. Yeah. yeah, it's like, why? But if there was, like, a motive that you mm-hmm. could be like, well, that's why Flat Earth. The same thing with Flat right, Earth. Right. Like, what's the motive? Who benefits by, you know, who knows? But, like, with the Kanye thing, it's like, I'll tell you who benefits. Everyone but Kanye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone but Kanye benefits if and they keep him in line.
2: And it's kind of like what we were talking about yesterday of, like, the whole selling your soul to the devil for fame and stuff and, like, it could be something fanciful and like supernatural or it could just be like a metaphor of like, wow, you've really sold out because it, you're just about making money. You're not making choices based on your own morals or your values and ethics and stuff. So like, yeah. but I think it's still fun to talk about either way. And it, it does frustrate me when pe- when people get mad about conspiracy theorists because I feel like for the most part what we talk about is like pretty harmless. Like, yeah. and it's for yeah. fun. I think, um, most I think conspiracies it does
1: yeah. tend to be somewhat harmless. Yeah. But, I mean, I could definitely see some of, like, the newer conspiracies, uh, you know, rubbing people the wrong way. Yeah.
2: <laughs> or creating really big groups of people together in mm-hmm. Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, a group I, art project, yeah. you could call it. <laughs> yeah, on, on I the think, 6th you know, of January. <laughs> January 6th was Listen, a group
1: art project. Listen, they were trying to do a mural inside the Capitol that day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I rent the garage in the back of the Capitol building. I belong here <laughs> yeah no, oh, go on, sorry. I think like
3: yeah conspiracy is how it fits into your life. it can be a very unhealthy thing for some people so I think it, that's a good know. way to say it how it fits into your life yeah, yeah. like yeah. how is it affecting you? Are you letting it it affect, actually like negatively affect your life mm-hmm. or is it in a at enough of a distance that you're like you're not letting it control your life? yeah, because yeah. a lot of people you know
1: like uh like oh there's i'm not getting a raise at my job because my boss hates me like that could be a conspiracy but it's more likely that you're not getting a raise because you suck at your job you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like there's there's definitely ways conspiracies are used to justify your own whatever Mm -hmm. well Uh, yeah
0: Totally, dude. Yeah, people I
1: conspiracies I like are the North and South Pole holes. Ooh, <laughs> tell me more I like about those that ones. Tell me more um, about that. Well, you know how on a globe, yeah, it's it's. It's mounted. It's mounted on the, 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 the north and most south point of the Earth, it's mm-hmm. a.k.a. Mm-hmm. in the North Pole and the South Pole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's Is this scientifically purpose. proven? That is on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, go on Google Maps. Just go to a globe. You can see it's mounted.
3: Right? Right globe, it's right? mounted yeah. so it'll on the top you and the bottom, see so the it holes. spins.
1: <laughs> but that's on you purpose. You can't see them. They hide them. <laughs> they hide the holes. Go on Google. Try to find the holes. They hide them. <laughs> yeah. But... That's what people think in the World War Two. Why the Nazis went to the South Pole, Antarctica, was because they wanted to go inside the Earth, hmm. and that's where a lot of people think the Nazis are uh, holed up till this day. Hmm. And They're that's why up. they did, um, what is it? It was not Operation High Jump or whatever. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's it. Where like the U.S. government sent like a bunch of like aircraft carriers down to Antarctica in the middle of world war two for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're trying to find like Nazi research bases and shit, but allegedly. So, you know, as the theory says, mm-hmm. uh, there's a sun inside the earth. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like journey to the planet of the earth where there's still like dinosaurs and shit nice. inside the earth. hmm
3: but also that's where giants are. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was a YouTube video I watched about a book by this guy Jensen something who also said he sailed to the opening of the inner earth mm-hmm. with his son. He like, sailed
0: there? Oh, yeah, yeah, from the water.
3: Yeah, I guess it <laughs> dipped in. To, to Antarctica, I guess. He met a bunch of giants and stuff, and mm-hmm. they let him explore their land a little bit, and then they... Oh, they sound chill. They <laughs> let him they offered him safe passage back oh to tell his story
0: nice well there seems to be a lot of you know I, like that kind of stuff even with that it's like i like hearing about that just because i i think that that would be fun if that were true yeah exactly and, and it also those kind of conspiracies don't like you're saying like, I don't think that's dangerous. Like, that so, what anyone. if I think there's fucking giants? Yeah, I'm cares? never gonna go and to Antarctica. Guess- yeah. And I also think <laughs> they're not gonna think- let me.
1: <laughs> they're not gonna let me see the hole. The giants <laughs>
0: would never let it happen.
1: That's why
2: we see these like beings, like mermaids and giants and Bigfoot. I think they're just kind of coming up from under the earth and then they're like, oh shit, and they dive right back down. So, they're like the dumb ones.
0: They're like, dude, you <laughs> fucked up again. <laughs> now I got 600 more years of fucking fairy tales because of your ass, dude. We're trying to lay low. <laughs> We're trying to lay low. They're making a new Lord of the Rings now. Thank God. Damn it. <laughs> thanks a thanks lot. Thanks to you. Thanks to you. <laughs> They're doing y. a mini
2: series now. Thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: it's like, I think that equally as dangerous as, uh, you know, being uh, uh, adamant. I believe every conspiracy theory is being an adamant. I believe every official narrative. I think that's equally dangerous. You know, I think anytime you become dead set in any type of way, of thinking, I, my, my, I have, I come from a, family of wackos kind of a little bit and like um not saying that i'm a
1: family of uncles (laughs) (laughs) all my relatives are
0: uncles (laughs) i think that's what the giants are like their civilization (laughs) couldn't you see that it's just a all dudes because i do have like a lot of like yeah you have like your parents friends that are just uncles like i have way too many uncles i get it dude. you hung out with my dad and High <laughs> school. That's a conspiracy. <laughs> My real real? That is a conspiracy when you're a kid when you find out your Uncle Charlie isn't your real uncle. You're yeah. You like, know, he was just, we just boys. I feel
2: like I've been wrongly named an uncle by a few parties and I'm <laughs> cool with it, I guess. It's a, a
0: great honor. You can't really turn it down. <laughs> you know, I expect a few of you to... DM me Uncle Jim. I'm not gonna lie. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's just a rite of passage. You know.
2: I think people see me and they think I look so big and strong, like <laughs> an, a giant, and then they realize <laughs> that giants are made up of all uncles. <laughs> so I thought that was more
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But like I have an uncle Phil who he believes all you don't believe fucking crap He's a very smart guy, but he does not believe like fucking gravity. He thinks it's bullying season. Just all kind, every possible conspiracy theory you could think of. Mm-hmm. If it exists, he believes it. And I kind of look at it as like I said to him, I'm like, dude, uh, you know, like it takes equally little amount of intellectual effort to believe everything you hear as it does to not believe everything you hear. all It, it doesn't take any more. All it, all it takes in that aspect is a willingness to just be like kind of like ostracized. And if that's kind of like what you like, if you enjoy arguments, being and, a contrarian, which is I do too. So I get it. But it's like, it doesn't really require any next level thinking to be the guy who just every single thing that happens, you just know that's not actually what happened. Critical thinking. You know, critical thinking is the name of the game. You know? And so when you look in at things like we're talking about with Kanye and MK Ultra and shit like that, it's like if you're not willing to entertain the idea that there's a lot of nefarious shit going on, uh, that you don't know about. And the reason you don't know about it is because they don't want you to know about it because it would ruin their whole fucking gig. It's like, you know, then I, I don't know. It doesn't mean you have to believe all this shit, but like if you can't, if you think discussing it is dangerous, that's exactly what they would want. Their ideal world is a world where you're looked at as a maniac or even more so, dangerous for even discussing the possibility that they could be the bad guys. If you're the bad guy, that's perfect.
2: And by they you mean the social engineers.
0: The social engineers. Sure. And you Mark
1: talk to Zuckerberg.
2: Well, you talk um, about few wishes.
0: We we watched a little tidbit about selling your soul to the devil before this. <laughs> <laughs> a little tidbit. A little tidbit. <laughs> that's the and
2: Then we had to skedaddle and watch <laughs> the, the the sacrifice ritual after that. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you, it's the ideal amount to watch of a devil <laughs> selling <laughs> Uh, you know, and I always, you know, I, again, I think it would be fun if demons and shit existed, but I think, Jordan, you mentioned this yesterday, maybe, or sometime I was talking to you recently, where you said, like, you kind of also look at it more from a lens of, like, metaphorical. Does that sound like yeah, something you Yeah, like it could be, yeah. To yeah. some
3: people, maybe it's a literal experience, but maybe to another person, you're like, okay, I, you're experiencing that thing, but maybe it's the same thing, but it doesn't matter whether it's literal
0: or metaphorical, it's the same experience. Yes. And now when you talk about the idea of selling yourself to the devil, the, the occult version of that is you give your soul to this. What is the word? Maleficent is Maleficent a word. This malicious being like, he's the Uh, opposite of
1: good. Like a Disney villain.
0: Yeah. Or (laughs) Yeah. And then malignant was a shitty movie I saw. <laughs> yeah, hated malignant's that. like a tumor. A tumor. You a malicious, maybe. You give it to like the opposite of benevolent. Malevolent. Malevolent, Malevolent is the word I'm yeah. looking for. Mm-hmm. The devil is supposed to be the antithesis of uh God. God is good, the right way, blah 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 blah. Now, even in the story of God, uh, you know, the devil, honestly, Lucifer. He's relatable because he was kind of this dude who like was like, dude, you think you're all that. I disagree. In fact, I honestly feel like I don't get why we're not all fucking equals here. You know, like, what's your deal? And then God was like, no, that's not how it works. And then, you know, whatever. And so the devil and then it goes on and he's just like he's and then the devil's the one who tempted um, Eve to eat the the from the tree of knowledge. There's a lot of metaphorical metaphors that you can derive from that. You know, in the story of the Bible, you have, you know, Adam and Eve existed and they were naked. This is a very important thing, I think, the way this is worded. They were naked, but they didn't know and they didn't care. And the devil put himself in in the form of a snake and tempted Eve to eat an apple from the tree of knowledge. And when she ate the fruit, of the tree of knowledge, she became aware that she was naked and she was embarrassed. And I think what metaphorically speaking is, I think that it was those early civilizations, whether you take it literally or not, I don't take that story literally, but I think what they were trying to depict metaphorically was the idea of like human beings had this great, just like any other animal. This connection with the earth, with life, that we existed just as another animal on the planet. Animal planet. <laughs> Brought to you by <laughs> animal planet. <laughs> and then we became uh we became self-aware to the point where we started to see ourselves almost very similar to kind of like not, I don't want to say aliens on the planet, but we see ourselves as like tenants on the planet like there's the, all the animals the trees and now we're just like these other dudes who like live here you know we don't we we recognize that we're animals but we're like we're not like animals like they're animals you yeah know? we're fucking smart we grow shit and blah, blah 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 and with all that realization of basically basically we started to value our own self-awareness our own self-identity above mm-hmm. that identity with the planet and the universe as one connected thing mm-hmm. and that separated us from god
2: as individuals, as right?
0: We've started to view ourselves as individuals. I was just thinking
2: this is so alchemical.
0: Yeah. Yes. And so even that story itself talks about the devil basically tempting you with like, dude, you know, like you get this, and it's where all pride come from and just this idea that like, The yeah, ego. Man, yeah, Like you ego. separate
2: from the all.
0: And all religions talk Whoa. about that. Buddhism talks about the, the death of self, the idea that to reach true nirvana You have to lose the illusion of your own identity being Mm -hmm. the end-all be-all. That you're something bigger. That the fact that you view yourself as you and this identity that you've created for yourself through these experiences uh, of only ever existing in your body every day. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you come into the world like you don't even remember. There's probably a reason you don't remember what happens when you're a fucking baby. Mm -hmm. You know, and you come into the world and then from that moment until the day you die, You only ever experience the world through your eyes, your experiences, your senses. And it begins to create this illusion uh, that you are separate from the person next to you or the ground that you're walking on. Mm -hmm. And perhaps that's, I don't know. I I, I think that's kind of what the story of the Bible uh, is saying, which is also the story of fucking Hinduism and Buddhism and all these other religions, which all tend to go back to the same thing. So you talk about what's the devil's role in that? The devil is all those things that separate you from that truth. Personal pleasure, pride, uh, uh, arrogance, this idea that you are the most important thing and and whatever you want in that moment is what's important. It's temptation. It's all those things. And you talk about uh, selling yourself to the devil in terms of the music industry. Mm -hmm. I would look at it metaphorically going look just like we discussed earlier all these fixers and stuff like that that have they're the gatekeepers of that industry mm-hmm. and if you're gonna ride that ride you kind of got to play the game you know like you know if you're gonna if you're gonna you're gonna make millions of dollars and you're gonna be world famous you know but there are certain rules of the game that you got to follow you can't start you can't break the brand you can't start going out and saying and attacking the hand that feeds you and you know if we tell you we want to pitch these these uh values and these type, we do this type of music video or this type of thing or say this or make this speech on the fucking Grammys because if you say that if you say something against that you're gonna get fucking canceled. There's so or many yeah. like in bowling the the fucking bumpers and the thing. Guard Stay rails. in your fucking lane, dude. Because yeah, if you rails. don't, we will fucking ruin you.
2: Hey, what do you guys think about? The idea that there could be a tangible way to sell your soul—I guess that's the the flip side, the other, the non metaphorical side—a literal way. A literal way, which I, we were talking the other day. Mm-hmm. I saw some theories that if you if because I, I honestly never knew. I'm like, what would a tangible way to sell your soul? Is it like you have to light a bunch of candles and like I don't know, do some crazy ritual? And I heard a theory that maybe one way is MK Ultra, mm-hmm. and another way is. Um, human sacrifice. <laughs> well, <laughs> which is even more crazy, but the MK Ultra is almost related to the metaphor because it's like you're kind of just being a, a people pleaser, a yes man. You're just kind of doing what everyone says whether it's a chemical t- making you do it or not, but
0: Well, I mean, like with with the with the literal, <laughs> I don't know about the human sacrifice. With the lit- well, no, I mean But it dude, may work, yeah. dude. First of all, there's like
1: that that kind <laughs> of stuff is more like that's more like cia or other governments trying to like like cuz i think a lot of the theories about like the whole jeffrey epstein shit you know what i mean mm-hmm. is like they were just they were making powerful people do crazy outlandish shit just to get dirt on them to have them under their thumb Blackmail you know what i mean? them, yeah. yeah and i feel like like the sacrificial shit or like even what's the, like the the one that people Adrena used Chrome? to go to no Adrena bohemian Chromian. grove bohemian or whatever grove, yeah. um, where like boy scout camp for all the satanic world illuminati leaders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and they'd like sacrifice people there yeah mm-hmm. just it's literally like uh <laughs> i don't even it's like a weird bonding <laughs> or like teamwork maybe, exercise you know what i mean maybe
2: that's the extravagant part project. to cover it up when really it is just like the good old fashioned putting hits out on people And they're not, and maybe the devil shit is really the distraction. You know what I mean? Well, if
0: you think about it, it, well, yeah, if you think about it, like things like Bohemian Grove, that was originally conceived to be this like, you know, it was supposed to be for like the who's who. They'd invite like all these, you know, known artists and different people, world leaders and shit like that. It was like the the cool kids club, really. And then, you know, of course, the time, you know, I think it's been around for a very, very long time um and so back then they had different views on even just something as you know menial as like homosexuality and things it was like a lot of guys would go there and like especially in that kind of like bohemian artsy community they're like fucking other dudes and shit like that and like you get all these people together and and just kind of let people just indulge in all their pleasures and all all this like stuff they want to do and just like it's just us man you're in the you're in the cool kids club like nobody that doesn't matter can come here and just do what you want we all you know we're discussing fucking whatever and blah 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 blah. and then as a result of that in 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 exchange for being able to enjoy all the things that you want to enjoy, you they now have that on you you know now you you got to come here and just live out all your fantasies and things like that all the personal pleasure and and hedonism and things like that. Um, but because you succumb to that, now if you get out of line, we can ruin you as a result of that. And I think that that's a very, you know, when you talk about like Epstein and how he made so much money, um, what Eric's talking about with like, yeah, these guys going to this island and just engaging in like fucking unspeakable fucking sex and shit like that with like just criminal terrible shit um just having an opportunity to just do whatever the fuck they want just giving in to the temptation of whatever it is they want and as a result they have to stay in line they have to play the game yeah i would wonder if they even push
3: that stuff too and i'm not trying to like give everybody the benefit of the doubt but you know i'm sure some people they are depraved people and then sometimes they're like sometimes they might be pushing that on people Mm -hmm. or something you know maybe they Yeah, like in subtle ways, they're like I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, like
1: or it's like they just don't tell them that they're like whatever underage or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't fucking know. That's what I was going to say. Or they they're like, listen, you can do it. We're on my island. There's no laws. Fucking da da da. And then afterwards, like, except there was a camera in the room. Yeah, yeah. Now I own you.
2: I'm sure Bill Clinton didn't know he was getting a blowjob from a (laughs) never mind. Yeah, (laughs) from a (laughs) a (laughs) alleged. allegedly allegedly
0: <laughs> no i mean well he definitely did get a blowjob from monica Lewinsky. <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. that is not a legend. <laughs> that is point proven um no but i think I, I that is kind of the way i like to look at the whole devil selling thing because i think that's a very again i think the literal aspect of that is it's just hard for me again i'm not i'm i'm open to it because, again, for the 80th time, I think it would be cool if that shit winds up being, like, real. Um, that's interesting,
3: because I feel like Alex is maybe a little bit trepidatious of stuff that's a little bit darker. But you think it would be cool if the devil existed? I just
0: think it would be another good little
3: layer to life. It would be a nice little Easter egg, you know? Yeah. Like, I know what you mean, though. Like, watch it, a YouTube video about it. It'd Danny be scary. Like, Look what we just found out <laughs> on <laughs> the, Earth. Remember it, when we learned the devil was actually real? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I think it'd be scary, and it would be very, like, confirmatory that, like, oh, I am a good person. <laughs> well, it would be scary
0: err to realize that we went this long without knowing it, you know? Like, I'd rather know something than not know it, you know? uh, Yeah, I, I don't think, like, I think in order to believe in all the hoo-ha about the devil selling shit, you also kind of would have to equally believe in the fucking hoo-ha of the religion shit, too. Like, if you're going to believe that you fucking light a candles and put them in a shape and then you fucking say some weird backward shit and the devil comes up and gives you a violin and you fucking rock. Then you also gotta believe that like, you should be going to fucking church. Because if <laughs> yeah, that shit's that's real, happy, that right? shit's real. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, because
1: there's there has to be both. It's not just one. Unless just like the, the devil da- is some weird alien creature. True.
0: That's a
2: possibility. You know what I heard recently from someone who was like, I, I don't think I'm religious anymore, but I was raised, you know, Christian or whatever, but I feel like now I just believe in karma. Just mm-hmm. like, be a good person, it'll come back to you. Treat someone, they'll be a mirror back to you. Like, if you're nice, they'll be nice back kind of thing. And I think the whole karma thing is part of that conspiracy, too, of like the selling your soul to the devil. We were talking about that the other day. Is like you'll see a weird amount of celebrities with black eyes in public. Have mm-hmm. you ever heard of that, Eric? The black eye conspiracy? No. Something about... Kim Kardashian, yeah. Pul- <laughs> did she ever have one? <laughs> nah, it's it an NBA <laughs> joke. <laughs> um, something about public humiliation is like, you'll notice when a celebrity goes through a scandal in the media about an affair or something really bad that they did, that's in the media, though, so it's like you know public information... Then shortly thereafter, you'll see a paparazzi photo where they have a black eye. And there's just so many. And it's like, well, that's kind of weird because I've never seen any of you guys have a black eye. But I've seen like so many celebrities with black eyes Mm -hmm. being photographed. And the one conspiracy theory is that um, it could be part of like an Illuminati ritual or Freemasonry where they really believe in karma is really what it all comes down to. So if you're gaining something, if you're going to sell your soul to the devil metaphorically or whatever for millions of dollars, you also have to have something bad happen to you to balance it out. Yeah. So that's like the public humiliation or some mm-hmm. of these scandals even
3: are considered maybe planned stunts, you know, to yeah. humiliate people. Like, but
0: uh, What did you call it yesterday? Shaming rituals? Well, something?
3: I didn't know about that public shaming ritual. I th- I guess Alex talked about it. Wouldn't uh-huh. the shaming be them getting caught for doing something bad, though?
1: Well, Not I
0: heard... the black eye? It's I like
1: heard... The black eye is like... Someone beating them up for doing. I know. Something bad. I don't like, really get don't, that. Yeah, I don't get part. the train of thought on that.
2: I know. But something about the public humiliation—it's like it's almost related to the alchemical process. Is like you have to hit rock bottom before you can rise and like figure everything out. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if, like, because I always wondered, like, why would these celebrities want to air their dirty laundry in the tabloids and on TV? And so anyway, some people think that that's a deal that they do because it. Um, prevents them from the ramifications of karma. It's so like, if they're yeah. doing something much worse for money, this little public scandal is like they think they're avoiding karma.
0: It also might be way. a ritual way of showing that we're still playing the game. Like we're still, Maybe. like Are are you still under our control? Are you still willing to be shamed? Because right. if you start to ever get that you're gonna try to break out of whatever it is, then like then you got bigger stif- stuff on you. Yeah, I mean. The again, the occult shit is like I, I kind of lose it a little bit with like when people are like, Oh, it's like this like they're like communicating with each other. It's like symbolism that like only they understand and it's like, you know, they do stuff out in the open because they're flaunting it and stuff. And it's like that could be true. I mean, look, it, again, you gotta you gotta consider that like, yeah, we talk about things like human sacrifice and shit like that. It's not new. It's not like we invented that. It's not like conspiracy theorists invented that. You know, fucking the Aztecs were doing that shit. Like everybody was doing that shit. You know, and up until <laughs> it kind sounds of awesome. everybody was doing that shit. <laughs> like it's all part of like which call. It's it's like it's all that shit. It's like that stuff exists. And and the other thing that I I always like to really really hammer in. If anybody's listening, <laughs> again, whether or not it's successful. Does not determine whether or not they wanted it to be successful or that it's real. Or they tried it or Or, that, or yeah. that they want it to be the case. Adrenochrome, the whole thing with the uh, rich people, you know, scaring children and then drinking their blood <laughs> with the adrenaline in it so they mm-hmm. can, like, whatever. Maybe, maybe that's not true. Maybe that doesn't work. Maybe it doesn't work. It doesn't mean that people don't think it might work. And it doesn't mean that people might not still try to do it. That's there's freaky. a lot of shit people do that doesn't work. A lot of people That's go to church. That's actually scary to think yeah. that
2: people could actually try it because they think it's
0: true. People go to church and, well, there's and that drink one wine and bread. Who,
1: uh, there's like some tech billionaire who literally uses his son as like a blood bag. Like he'll, he'll cycle out his blood with his son's blood because mm-hmm. it, he thinks it makes him younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard about that. Oh my God. And what? Yeah. What is, what is and that's that? just a real thing. That's just, <laughs> just a not real even like thing. an adrenochrome. That's just a real thing. Conspiracy. Like, it was like a real news Isn't there
2: article. Like, yeah, like a vampire facial is a thing now where they put blood on your face and give you a facial. Mm-hmm. And that's a real, like, trend or whatever.
0: Well, if you think about it and you talk about, like... I think. I just kind of... Uh, that sounds... From my memory. <laughs> I believe that. I choose We to are not that. experts. <laughs> um, but you think about, like, all that lore... Uh, about like, even like with vampires and, um, again, based on the idea <laughs> of sucking blood and, and needing the blood for eternal youth. But what's really the metaphor of the, the vampire is that, um, you, people want eternal youth. They want eternal life. The fountain of youth and and like more immortality has been a thing, uh, that people, you know it's just a natural because that desire comes from again once you once you subscribe to the belief that you are the end all be all that you are the most important thing in your life that you your identity is what matters most then it's very easy to draw the line connect the dots of then why you would become obsessed with eternal youth for your beauty if you value things like beauty and The amount of money you have, then you're willing to do anything for money, say anything, perform anything, do anything that's going to make you money. You're willing to do that because money is a more important value in your life than your own integrity or your own morality. You you don't have a morality. Your morality is more money. Uh, If you value, if you vanity and your beauty and 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 the way people perceive you then you're willing to do whatever it takes to do that then you look at the the vampire metaphor which is this idea that you will live forever but in order to live forever you live in darkness and you need to suck the life solitary darkness solitary through. darkness and you need to suck the life out of you know whatever regular fucking things good things not vampire shit you Mm -hmm. know you're and then that and then you but but what happens is it it actually becomes a curse because yeah you you think that like you know in the movie uh interview with a vampire they call it the dark gift where like you you become a vampire because you're tempted by the idea of being young and hot forever and never dying and then what you realize is that the the moral of that whole thing is that, that ultimately that's not really what you want but it's it's the pursuit of of self-indulgence that makes you think that's what you want you know and so you look at like yeah that shit and then you talk about people you know with the adrenochrome shit it's like again i don't think these things are as far-fetched as people make them out to be It doesn't mean that you have to think that it's all happening but i also don't think you should definitely think it's not happening because there's so many things that happen that we even with Epstein, it's like that's a great example of something that people like. Yeah, there's this fucking billionaire that is inviting all these powerful figures all across the world to come to his island where they can do all kinds of unspeakable shit. And uh and then when he finally got got for it. He killed himself mm-hmm. so he could never testify about any of the people And it's like that sounds like a conspiracy theory if it wasn't true. (laughs) It's like you hear these things and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, it's crazy until it's true. And then you're like, oh, well, that's just fact now. But that next thing, that's not what about this thing. You said the same thing about this thing and you would have said the same thing about this thing if it wasn't already true. There's so many things. It's like you got to, and a
2: lot of those Epstein rumors were in the blind item websites for like years and years before it finally came out. And not mm-hmm. to say that all the blind items are true. Like no, I know Eric, but all the
1: all the Harvey Weinstein ones were true. All yeah, the Epstein. Remember, ones Eric, were true. we used
2: to read Crazy Days and Nights. Mm-hmm. I still do sometimes. It's like a blind gossip website where like they leak. They 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 don't use the celebrities' names because it's just gossip, so they could be sued mm-hmm. for defamation. But like. Most of the time, they end up being true. Maybe like seventy percent, I think, are true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that's an unhealthy yeah. uh, ratio, but mm-hmm. um, some are kind of silly. And now they've just become like PR plants, like the Dumois site on Instagram that is famous now. Now it's not as like underground. I yeah. feel like now, like it's in part of the marketing system now. Now I don't even believe the blind items because I'm like, I think some producer planted this <laughs> yeah, to like, like to a, tease content. Yeah, a
1: marketing intern was like. Guess what? Robert Pattinson is coming out in a new movie, and it's only going to be on Hulu. <laughs> hey, it's like, spe- how is drama? Speaking yeah. of metaphors, <laughs> did you guys
2: ever hear of the, well, I'm sure you, I know you have, the conspiracy theory that Avril Lavigne passed away and mm-hmm. was replaced by, like, a lookalike or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, I actually, and of course you could say that that's related to the MK Ultra and the cloning and da-da-da, if you believe mm-hmm. the, like, out-there side. Mm -hmm. But then if you think about it from the metaphorical side, I actually read a blind item one time that said that was like an industry joke, because remember back in the 2000s, um, it was like looked down upon if people didn't write their own music, and all the pop stars were like, oh yeah, I wrote this, like Britney Spears, Jessica Simpson, they were all, Ashley Simpson, I I write my own music. Now Taylor Swift was always, now I think Taylor doesn't write all of her music, but that was her big thing, she writes her own music it was like a bad thing to not write your own music so and i think avril always said she wrote her own music and some people in the industry tried to like take her down by saying like oh she actually died and was replaced by someone else who wrote the music it was almost like huh. a joke mm, yeah. it was like an insider joke to be like oh yeah she that, that's right she wrote it because she died and we replaced her with this you know yeah. producer cuz we really wrote it yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, the yeah, people yeah. who okay. really wrote the music were trying to like do a wink wink nod they're like, let's release this like crazy rumor, and it's almost a dig to her, yeah, mm-hmm. but it, only if you're in the know you would know that it was a dig. that was like one crazy wild theory that I, just came out recently, and I was like that's kind of an interesting metaphor, like they just used that because yeah. there's always been theories about celebrities dying or not dying, yeah, or,
0: I just need it like I need the celebrity to be more famous for me to even jump on board,
1: yeah, like yeah, I mean, I feel like the only big one that had credibility, not credibility, but like when Gucci man went to prison and came out, ripped his shit and not yeah. fat and didn't have a lean gut anymore. And it's like, yeah, it's a stark difference from when he got put in jail, but also it's like, you can tell it's the same person. It's not a That's club. what
3: I would hope I would look after jail. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. You, what else am I doing? really only do one doing? thing in there, work <laughs> what about, out. What about Dave Chappelle? Do you guys think he was replaced with somebody else? Cause he got, re- oh, and uh, Joe Rogan too. I mean, I just, you look oh, at him. Yeah, dude, got... what happened to his hair? <laughs> you
1: know what I mean? Yeah. He had a full head of hair when he was on news radio and then all of a sudden <laughs> he's bald and
3: on a podcast. Yeah. The you just sound, <laughs> yeah. I feel like Dave Chappelle sounds a little different now, but, you know. I yeah, think these like, are these are these well, are Dave
1: Chappelle. He was his like career got ruined because like Hollywood basically put it out that he, you know, quit the show because he was a crackhead and moved to Africa to smoke crack all day. Like that was literally the news back then.
0: Yeah. Even though in reality they're
1: trying it was to just like, kill his career, yeah. Yeah, they were just trying to kill his career because you know, Chappelle's Show was wildly profit, like uh, profitable, and he was trying to like restructure his deal with Comedy Central and they're like, "Nah." And he was like, "Okay, well, I'm not going to do the rest of the third season." They're like, "Okay, we'll just have the other and two they guys on the show host it for the rest of the year." A
2: smear campaign to make him look crazy, like they did to Kanye and made mm-hmm. him look crazy too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, And then when people are trying to make you look crazy, you do kind of go crazy.
1: Exactly. Like, I would be pissed. I'd be like, God fucking damn it. (laughs) I would start screaming at people. I would jump on a
0: couch. (laughs) I'd fucking go crazy.
2: Oh, we haven't even gotten to Scientology yet. Mm.
0: (laughs) I don't really know a lot about it. Well, I did want to go into my favorite of all time. Uh, Real quick, just before we move on to this uh, thing here, because I I think it's very important uh, that... uh, uh, it's very important that I say that I listened to about an hour and a half of uh, when Tom O'Neill came on Joe Rogan's podcast and talked about MK Ultra, Ooh. and he talked about uh, Charles Manson and kind of like what he kind of found in like his involvement with that situation and how, you know, I don't know the whole story, but basically a really shitty summary from what I gathered is is that he's kind of just like, you know, his mom is a prostitute. He's like in and out of juvie his whole fucking life, minor car theft and shit like that. And he goes to a, he he steals a car and he crosses state lines, which apparently the one thing anybody who doesn't know shit should know is that I guess when you commit a crime and you cross a line, it's federal now. You've already crossed one line. You cross the crossed a line <laughs> and now you cross a state line and now it's federal, baby. Now you're in the arms of the feds. Mm-hmm. And so he went to federal prison. And this is at the same institution, uh, at one of the institutions uh, at during the time that were performing all of these experiments on people. And there's plenty of documentation that he had showing that like um, these uh, grad students were told to like go undercover as like hippies and shit like that. And like basically they had these like labs that were like in disguise as like fucking like hippie commune, like safe houses or whatever that they would lure hippies in and like then like unknowingly, like, fucking dose him with all kinds of fucking LSD and shit and start doing experiments on them and stuff like that. And But the, the guys who were doing it were never really quite told, like, what they were doing, and they were also encouraged to do LSD, too, so they were just fucking having a good time, too. And it was, like, this whole thing. And so when Charles Manson gets out after a seven-year stint where allegedly all these experiments being done to him, all of a sudden he's, like... He's kinda of like putting he's like got like this like following of people. He's like allowed, and then whenever he gets arrested, this like psychologist would step in. Like whenever he'd go to jail, the psychologist would come there and be like, No, you gotta let him out. Like, no. I, I he would like write letters to the judge and be like, No, he he he's fine, just put him on parole. And he was his parole officer, he'd be like, I know him. And like whenever one of the followers would get caught, he would like let them out too and shit like that. And so mm. Charles Manson was just allowed to be like at large during all this time until he winds up committing these and like they knew about all the shit that was going on. And it was kind of like they basically think of Charles Manson as like a successful uh, a success in the MK Ultra experiment, where they were trying to basically like implant and like make somebody like become like an actor or an informant. And they speculated mm. that perhaps Joe Rogan said this, not the guy, but that perhaps it was during, you know, the cult the Vietnam and then they were trying to suppress uh the hippie movement um and the anti-war movement. And so they kind of like mm. installed like to try to like defame the image of like hippies in in society, which is another thing that people do all the time, you know, you go to any protest. Uh, trust me, there. If if the government wants to make that movement look bad, they will put people in that crowd to try to incite it into a fucking riot. They absolutely will. If you can think of it, they've thought of it. That's. I mean, look, we're just guys in a garage. If you can think of it, the CIA is doing it. I truly believe that.
1: Or it's like old hat to them.
0: By yeah, it's, now. yeah, it's like, oh, that old trick. Yeah, we've been doing that forever. You know, uh, and then uh, we what said... What do you that- think
1: happened at Waco? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know.
0: We're reiterating stuff we talked about yesterday, but, I, you know, for the microphones, you know, we talked about how the Unabomber was, uh, you know, another participant in that experiment. Uh, and then Whitey Balger allegedly, too. And so you have all these kind of, like, cases that people kind of, like... There was a case where this guy, like, fucking, like, went nuts and then, like, just, like... Murdered and raped a three-year-old girl had no reco- had no recollection of it at all And apparently at the time like right before he'd been putting like some experimental treatment for his migraines for like two years Where they didn't even know what they were doing and then like mm-hmm. it was this whole thing and that same Psychologist stepped in and like it was all kinds of shit that like it, it was just it's a lot there You know that I think is interesting and I think that uh, it's just important uh, Just to kind of define exactly what that program was and say first and foremost that program did exist. Second and second most, that is what they were trying to do. The only argument here in the MK Ultra case is not, did it happen and what were they trying to do? It's, were they successful? And are they still doing and it? And are they still doing it? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting here trying to debate, did it happen? You're wasting your time. It happened. People participated in, it happened. Now it's a matter of, Were they successful and are they still doing it? So I think that when you're talking about conspiracy theories, I think there's a lot of people that just instinctively when they hear things like Mm MKUltra, they just say, oh, that's a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy. It's It's a thing. It's fucking a documented thing.
3: Yeah, they'll they'll say like, oh, we ended this program in 1970, yeah. whatever. And yeah, like, yeah, we just decided not to do it anymore. Yeah, we mm-hmm. ended
0: what program and what were they trying to do?
1: <laughs> yeah. We realized our mistake. We we did it. We realized it was bad. Yeah, we realized and we're it was good fake. now. Do you, <laughs> you think there's that was the doing... old CIA? That was under Bush. Yeah. Do, do the... you think they're doing still doing astral projection
0: studies? and tests i think that they're absolutely looking into Mm -hmm. it
1: i mean that was like the whole thing with like the men who stare at goats right yeah i don't think the montauk thing was a singular occurrence of the government being like what if we could you know see through walls and see you know there's a lot of stuff like that remote viewing
2: or maybe Mm -hmm. they just Mastered it and they're just freaking using it now.
1: I don't think they, I mean, six- they don't have to do it anymore because they can just hack a webcam in any building and yeah, see sure, whatever yeah. they want to see. Maybe that's how you they listen I mean? to our
2: phones. It's actually someone astral projecting next to you, and then they like go back to their TikTok headquarters and push a button. <laughs> the to- guy
0: standing right here, just like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. He goes <laughs> back to the CIA. It's like, I think we're in the clear. <laughs> <laughs> Where I think we're good. We don't have to worry about this grok podcast yeah, I don't or think anything. Anybody's gonna <laughs> latch on to this S- seven years strong in this garage, but nothing but bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. They they wiretapped
1: the studio long ago. Yeah.
0: We used to crap out halfway through the podcast stuff with glitch. I think they just just figured it's not even worth it anymore. It's like, <laughs> you know what? We don't even have to make you fuck up your own shit. <laughs> You're good. Um but uh yeah, with the with the interdimensional stuff, it's like first of all. Uh, higher dimensions exist. That's that's something that that like it, the way we conceive of them is a different thing. But if you look at physics and quantum, and quantum physics, physics, physics stuff, yeah. string theory, all these things, people speculate as many as twenty three dimensions. And the, the I problem didn't know this the problem with dimensions is why twenty three. I don't know.
3: I hadn't heard that part. Isn't that movie the Jim Carrey movie, The Number Twenty Three? That is. Yeah. I
0: kind of like that movie. I watched it when I was like nine. I like it too. I, I didn't mind it. When
2: I watch that movie, it makes me feel like I have a concussion. I'm like confused the whole time. And one time I watched it when I did have a concussion, <laughs> and it all made sense. <laughs> it all made sense. It all added up.
0: Um, no, just just like scientifically speaking, the problem with the word dimension is it has such different connotations in different contexts. In the context of physics dimensions are i mean yeah three dimensions of space and then the fourth dimension being time this is there you go you (laughs) ring that bell real quick in the (laughs) mic just so we can recalibrate with our fucking
2: (laughs) i hadn't done that yet (laughs) i should do that every morning when i wake up
0: you re you you like we look at our three-dimensional space which we all understand and then time which is this fourth dimension that we're traveling in, and we only experience moment to moment. Basically, like each moment of time is this, uh, you know, segment of our full four-dimensional being. The four-dimensional being, the four-dimensional existence would be all of time at once. You know, so we experience time, the fourth dimension, as segments of three-dimensional reality. As moments, you know, that time is this linear thing that we're moving forward. And then even from that, through math, they calculate with fifth dimensions which would be like a higher dimension of that and stuff like that and so these things exist when you talk about like we don't there's so much that we don't understand about the like if you even look at the fact that only up until fucking 1930 we didn't even have the concept that time was relative that time is actually something that you experience differently from another observer depending on your own motion through space that that a second could last longer the space stretches and like these things are really mind-blowing things and what the Einstein and stuff like that, that that came up with these ideas that's proved to be true we've proven that time is relative we've proven that if you go fast enough that you you the clock will fucking move slower they'll fly like two fucking jets around the world at like Mach 6 and I'll come back and the clock mm. will be they, the second happens slower for the jet that was moving versus the jet that wasn't it's just like That kind of shit is, and that's, those calculations are the calculations that are used when we're calculating how to put something on Mars, because when you're putting something at that speed, you have to factor in time dilation and things like that. These aren't made up. These aren't theories. These are scientifically things that we actively put into how we do things, you know, and when you look at dimensions from that angle, it's like, yeah, those things exist. So now you're talking about trying to travel outside of our three-dimensional reality through time. Uh, to another location on in the universe something like that i do think that that is uh i would say that the, i would believe that might be possible that maybe perhaps you know it would be, it would be some technology that we that we wouldn't have access to or that any of our conventional thinking wouldn't it's because we're stuck in this five
2: sense construct well we can't we don't we can't con- like figure anything outside of the five
0: senses. We can't perceive, we we don't have a concept of even the most fundamental things that make up our reality. I mean, when you really think about how monumental of a concept, even just the idea of infinity is. Mm-hmm. The idea of something having no beginning and, and having no end, we can't we can only try to make analogies to it. But there is no way for our brains to even conceive of that. But yet, there is no way to explain existence without the fundamental existence of infinity. That we are all here. We exist. That's, we exist. We know that much. There's something happening right here, you know, that something is experiencing. Whether it's all one collective consciousness or we're all individually here. But that was the old Rene Descartes thing. I think, therefore, I am. It was the one thing he Mm -hmm. could prove for sure was, well, I am thinking right now, which means something must exist to think that he's me at the Mm -hmm. very least and imagine that he's having hands or something exists. And if that something exists, A, how? And then, of course, the more important question to most people is why? But even the more fundamental question of how? How does something exist? And if something exists, where did that thing come from? Did that thing have a beginning? And what does it even mean to have a in the beginning? How does something come from nothing? These are things that like, we just kind of just step around every day. We, all these like things that you don't have an answer to. The big bang. Okay, yeah, we were this singularity and then it, okay, where'd that come from? How does something, why is there anything? That's the question. That's the hard question. And it's like so much of our lives, or actually the entirety of our lives, is walking around in this kind of, fenced-in perception of what's going on and just kind of making things make sense for how it fits into our reality. Mm -hmm. But our reality is such a small segment of what actually exists. And so, yeah, within the confines of our own reality, maybe teleportation is not...
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was about to start going like, um... <laughs> a, yeah. I'm really grokking what you're putting down right now.
0: <laughs> it's just again, you you can't listen to this conversation and go, "Oh, they're on some woo woo shit." No, you know what I really think is woo-woo shit? woo woo shit that somebody might honestly sit here, knowing that they have no fucking idea any answer to any of the fucking shit I just said, but think that they still know the answer. That's woo woo.
2: You know what I? Saw? You're the crazy one. I saw a really cool video on TikTok yesterday. And I think I've kind of seen this theme before in, in the meme space or whatever, or in the zeitgeist. And it, it says, you might have seen a meme like this. It's like, um, wow, what was it again? <laughs> it was like, you know, religious people call it prayer. Witches call it spells. Mm-hmm. New Age people call it manifestation. Mm-hmm. Scientific people call it quantum physics. Yeah. And atheists call it the placebo effect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. but nobody's arguing that it exists. They just have different, they're fighting over the name, but like no one on earth is fighting. No one's saying it's not real. You know what I mean? Whatever it is. I love
0: that. I love that. It's kind of, you could even make the same thing with God in itself. You know, you know, atheists call it, you know, spiritual people call it like the universe. Atheists call it nature. Religious people call it God. But we're all we're all existing, that there is something There's beyond something us. something that we don't know. Yeah, you know? exactly. And so we're really just arguing over terms, which is a good time to tap back into Grok. The Grok This Podcast. Mm. Reintroducing you guys, Alex. Uh, I was going to say Alex Jones for some reason. Alex <laughs> hey. and Jordan Levine here. And just that idea, when you think about so much stuff that gets lost in translation, that you have all these religions fighting with each other. Over what in reality they all have the same basic fundamental ideas of of like because they grok on that level. I can't even I can't even say it on my the own. They
2: wrong. they know it's natural law. It's yeah. just something that we all know is true. It's like it's just natural law. It's yeah. like something that you can't control. It's unwavering. You can't change it. It's just gonna happen.
0: Yeah, it's like speaking a language. It's like I could say like okay in Greek this is karekla chair, in English it's chair, in Spanish it's silla. There's a billion fucking ways to say chair, and depending on who you're talking to, they'll understand one of them and they might not understand the other billion 999 million. Um, but you're talking about the same thing. And so most of the disagreements that I think that we run into when you're discussing things in the context of religion versus naturalism, atheism, spirituality, it's just a language barrier, really. It's just a conflict of terms, you know? We're trying to discuss the same thing. I I use the word God because that's how I see it. I see it as God. And I, I when I say God, I mean all that shit that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I just don't have any qual. I think God sounds cooler, you know? <laughs> that's God, baby. That's God. I don't say that. I thought you were going to say that's, that's God, nature. Bitch. On God. <laughs> yeah, on God. That's on God. That's on the universe. Shut up, dude. That's on God. You know? <laughs> I feel like... Feel like
3: we took a risk, like putting a podcast all about God yes, we on the logo. Yeah, we all we said this podcast is about God.
0: <laughs> See, that's cool. <laughs> Whatever
2: that means to you, but that's what it is. Grok or don't. Because now, yeah, grok or don't. Be, I like that.
0: Because now it's like now being. I think honestly, we kind of now the mainstream is the spiritual shit, you know, and now it is more kind of like a little avant garde to just be like, no, we're talking about God, baby. We're talking about God. This isn't veggie tales though. You're not watching a cucumber. Yeah. You're watching fucking two fucking boys talk about fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> Two boys. I mean, we are not necessarily. I want boys. that clip for our Instagram. <laughs> you're t- you're looking at two boys talking about God, baby. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you that clip. That'd be like the equivalent of you guys, Joe Rogan podcast. Check it out. <laughs> That'd be your guys' that. This could be part of our theme song. Some kind of
2: collage of audios and sentiments.
0: Now, all that said, now that we've covered all that. I do want to go into what I consider my favorite thing that I want to be true, which is what. Your favorite thing that you want to be true, which is aliens, baby. Oh yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about some extra terrestrial shit.
2: Well, what kind of aliens do you mean? Cuz I have a few ideas and I don't even know what I believe, but I I like to believe in a couple theories, you know. Mm-hmm. Are they us in the future? Are they from another planet? Is it just our imagination because we create our reality around us, so mm-hmm. they're not real unless we say they're real and then we will see them if enough of us believe it. Like well, what what are
0: they? That last one Um, that probably is the truest all encompassing theory, which is the idea that all of the shit that we experience as reality is kind of this weird distorted illusion of what's really going on. That's kind of like funneled into the best way we can make sense of it with our five senses. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, in that case, an alien is the same as a tiger because you could say a tiger is a fucking, you know, or Mm. a fucking that tree. So it's like, yeah, an alien might be a figment of your imagination. (laughs) But then again, so might that fucking Santa Claus. Wouldn't right it be crazy
2: if we found out in like two years max that marsupials are actually aliens? <laughs> that would be a good like first step into. That would be it.
0: a first step. I think people would be excited. People would be like, "Well, I saw the pouch thing, and I thought immediately like eh. I immediately thought I that, mean, that was not what, right." Uh,
1: people think that what squids or octopus or aliens? Mm. They, they are, are so different. Is that
2: why Elizabeth doesn't want to eat them? Because no. she thinks they're like higher beings? No. Because no. I'm down to believe that um i think just thinks they are cute oh <laughs> uh, well i won't eat them eat... anymore because i do respect aliens <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I mean octopuses i'm not gonna say octopus <laughs> i just hate i hate you hate sounding I hate the like contrived or something getting. yeah i hate i, I just hate that at the risk of sounding like an idiot i have to sound like a, a douche um but octopuses they are <laughs> the closest thing that we have to just kind of imagining what an alien probably looks like, you know? They don't even talk. They don't talk, but I they're very beaks. smart. I they just,
2: like, are there. Don't and that's talk? how I imagine a spaceship they is going to just come beaks, down. They have ink. No talking. I no thought talking. they
3: talk with their ink or something like that. I thought I heard something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they have their... Each one of their tentacles has its own central nervous system that kind of thinks independently, that is controlled by its main fucking head thing or like his brain <laughs> <laughs> his head thing <laughs> you know it's just they're very strange and like very not like any other organism uh but you know as far i'm, I'm talking extraterrestrials um uh first i just gotta drop this tidbit mm. did you know this, this factors into the alien equation a little bit.
2: Is that a small piece of the moon?
0: What? This the, fucking uh, flying card? Uh, Ryan. It's <laughs> a deck of cards. I thought you bought a piece of the moon yesterday <laughs> my bad, from the interstellar <laughs> See, really, table at yes. the Crystal Convention. <laughs> so what do I have here in my hands? It's 52 cards. A couple of jokers. Maybe it's 54. And like an instruction card to tell you how to play cards if you don't know. Um, so 55. But let's go 52. Did you know that there are every time you thoroughly shuffle a deck of cards it's pretty much a guarantee that that is the first time that that exact order of cards has ever existed ever oh for real what
2: i mean i can kind of see that
0: and and here's a way to and and i didn't believe i tried to get my dad my dad argued with me last night about this where'd you hear this um i watched i believe everywhere there's a what chance uh a good chance? It's 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 a very okay, let me let me put it's it in t- a
2: very, very, very it's like eBay. Very good condition.
0: <laughs> it's four four point nine star chance. No, no no let me put it this way. If I were to go and put three cards on the table, seven, two, ten, right? How many different how many different unique ways could I arrange these cards? Unique orders. Oh, no nice. this
1: kind of stuff okay
0: for I'll just try. those three cards just these or are you three talking
1: cards? about like a seven of hearts could be there. just or, these three cards mean? like okay what it's seven to ten, yeah, ten, ten now it's two seven oh, ten now it's two ten seven
0: how many unique ways could you do that is there an equation there is an equation Isn't it like nine the number three or what 21 the answer is six and the reason oh. the answer is six is because the way you figure out the amount of combinations for any set of things is called a factorial In math, you'll see it abbreviated as an exclamation point. So you'll see a number, three exclamation point. What that means is very easy to conceive of. All it means is you do the number. So with three, you go three times two times one. Boom, that's your answer. If it was four cards, four times three times two times one, that's 24. Four times three is 12, times two is 24, times one is 24, right? So with four cards, there are 24 unique ways to arrange these four cards. You could go 2, 10, 7, 8. You could go 2, 7, ten eight. You could go 7, 2, on and on and on, right? hmm Taking that theory, boom times boom times boom times boom, with 52 cards, there are 52 times 51 times 50 times 49 times 48, all the oh, way down to 1.
2: Oh, is that how factorial works?
0: Ways to arrange one deck of cards. That number comes out to 8 followed by about 67 zeros, which is... Like a trillion, 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 trillion. So to put it in perspective, Uh, there's about one times, one with 23 zeros grains of sand on the earth. Which is about, so if I were to say, hey, go, hey, here's here's a grain of sand. This is it. I'm hiding it somewhere on Earth. I want you to go out.
2: I hate this kind of game, too. Yeah.
0: I want you to go out anywhere <laughs> you want on the planet, anywhere, pick up a grain of sand. The odds of you picking up that grain of sand will be one over... How many grains like of sand? Like one wow. in a fucking trillion 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 trillion.
2: I definitely cheated on this part of my MBA program. I used that website <laughs> chode or whatever it's called, change, <laughs> chode. 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 <laughs>
0: so even the pro- the 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 idea the chances of you picking out one unique grain of sand on your first attempt on the entire planet would still be I think a couple trillion times more likely. Then if I shuffle,
3: right? It sounded like about half as many zeros as when you were saying. It's
0: it's a third of the zeros. Wow. So it would be times. It would be like, it would be like you'd need like you would need to multiply it by I think like forty more zeros. Like uh, I don't even know what the name for that number is. What I'm trying to say (laughs) is basically the likelihood of that compared to if I shuffled this deck of cards right now, that the odds that that. Arrangement that exact arrangement every single card in order ace three jack five ten <laughs> all the way to the end has ever happened before it's about a It's about like a quintillion 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 times more likely that you would find the grain of sand on earth And that's weird for that's weird to even conceive of and the reason I say that is because at a certain point your mind breaks down with numbers when you try to conceive of mm-hmm. just the magnitude Of, the universe you look at planet earth and people go geez this is what they say (laughs) (laughs) that's
2: what William Shatner said when he went up to space and looked down at earth he was like geez (laughs) and it changed his whole life at 92
0: (laughs) you you think about people go the likelihood the odds of this happening, that every single thing would line up so that life can form on the planet. It seems impossible until you understand the magnitude of the universe. You understand that on a grand scale, even something that has a one in a bugle jillion percent chance of happening (laughs) still happens. Why? This exact arrangement of cards had a one in a buckle jillion percent chance of happening, but it happened. And that doesn't seem amazing. It just seems like, well, yeah, because it—that's it. It's a there. A possibility. Yeah. It's it. It exists. It had a very very small chance of existing, but it, it. Nobody's denying it. It's existing right now, and so that's how I look at like life. It's like yeah, it's a very slim chance that that we exist, um, but. Just like there's a billion other versions of this that have happened since playing cards have been invented. That will never happen again. That only happen. Fucking Billy the Kid was sitting at a table. Somebody was playing poker. Whatever fucking arrangement that, that that's never happened, it will never happen again. You have a better chance of fucking finding a grain of sand, uh, three grains of sand in a row. Just boom, boom, boom. That were the only ones on earth. You have a better chance of that than Billy the Kid's fucking poker hand that one day at the bar. You know? But yet, it was there, you know? Am I making sense right mm-hmm.
1: now? making sense, but also I feel like... What was that little kid doing in a bar? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Eric. I feel like uh, so many, like... I don't know. So many people play poker now. So many, like, casinos run cards every single day. I feel like that, that number is definitely
0: going down. With 52. Over yeah. time. If you... Uh, Over the course of long enough time, if you were, okay, let's say, I mean, the way the math, I don't know how, I don't even know how to even perceive this math. Uh, If you had a new hand of cards, let's say you had like a hundred hands of cards every second on the planet, somebody shuffled a deck and it was boom, like a hundred per second. Mm -hmm. I think it would still take, when you're dealing with one in 10 to the 67 odds I think it would take like probably like a billion years mm. for but, you to like but guarantee. That's like,
1: I don't know. There's still like the factor of just like luck or chance though. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Cause that's like if you run it straight from front to back, mm-hmm. then you finally loop back around and get the one hand again. But that's not how
0: life works. You do not work yeah.
1: front to back in the real life. <laughs>
0: mm. It's the i guess no oh, wait you do actually it's it's very it's very yeah, i go both ways
1: <laughs> i go one way and it's clean and i check the other and i'm like ooh i miss a lot <laughs> yeah and
0: that's god
3: <laughs> i feel like what i was connecting with with the card thing is like okay infinity exists it's hard for us to comprehend uh, that it's almost impossible for us to comprehend that in our current form which nice. kind of makes me think of like the separation between something like god and then our form now it's it's like I feel like, say, somebody who doesn't think something like aliens or Bigfoot is possible, I, in some ways it's silly, silly to me because you're talking about infinity exists. It's like, why couldn't something like that happen? Giants existing at some point or... Well, yeah. If, if infinity is possible. But I get that why people have to silo a little bit, like, because you'll go crazy if you, yeah. if you entertain too many ideas. Because you can't. Your
0: brain isn't even made up. Your brain isn't infinite. And how how it can't perceive it like it's just like like the idea of infinity the way the only way you can think about it is that if it if the if it has no end and no beginning that over the course of infinity everything that can happen will happen everything that can happen will happen even something with the slightest most minuscule probability one in a ten to a billion zeros chance of happening over the course of infinity will happen and. When you look at things that way, it's very difficult for me to imagine that we are the only fucking place in the universe in an infinite span of existence that has life. Uh, you know, it's just, it, I, I, it's very difficult. You know, the math of it doesn't work out. You know, if you look at the math of the odds of one planet in all of the just the universe that we can see, and here's how big the universe is. There's actually a light cone of how much of the universe is even possible to ever be seen because light only travels at a certain speed. So light takes about a year to travel like fucking three trillion miles or something like that. It travels 186,000 miles per second, which means now the sun is so far away that it takes the light from the sun eight and a half minutes to reach Earth, which means that when you look at the sun— You're not seeing what the sun is looking like in this exact moment. You're seeing what it looked like eight and a half minutes ago. When we look at galaxies far, far away, like let's say we look at a galaxy 10 light years away. We're seeing what that galaxy looked like 10 years ago. That galaxy might not even exist anymore. That galaxy could have blown up eight years ago. And we're still seeing what it looked like 10 years ago because the light from that galaxy is what's reaching the planet right now. Mm -hmm. And in, however much longer. When we look at a galaxy, like, you know, galaxies that are 100, 200 light years away, that galaxy could that We're looking at 200 years ago.
3: We're looking at old news, man. Old what if, news. What if you could, like, what if we, we had access somehow to information that was pretty quick? And what if we could get film of, say, our own planet from that far away? And then you could look at, say, like, this is what Jesus's time looked like you can actually rewind in in history. That's
0: what the time travel thing that I kind of subscribe to is that that, like whatever happened, someone far enough away, this this is the trippy thing. Like I said, you're looking at a galaxy that's 100 light years away and you're seeing what that galaxy looked like 100 years ago. If that galaxy over there had a telescope that could look at us, They'd be seeing us a hundred years ago. They'd be seeing World War II happening right now. Hmm. If they were looking at us in a telescope from a galaxy a hundred light years away, they would not be seeing us. They would be seeing us a hundred years from now. That's wild. So they would be experiencing a hundred years ago now.
2: Like dressing like us back then and everything,
0: <laughs> they would be seeing they if, they if there was a galaxy 250 light years away, they would be seeing George Washington. If they, I mean, I mean that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, literally it's, how it works. Interesting. We're looking at the sun eight and a half minutes ago. We're seeing what it looked like eight and a half minutes ago. You know, and so when you look You're at time that way, and- it's so counterintuitive to every way we perceive of time. When you realize that that's actually how that shit works. The time is relative to the observer, you know, the the universe is so big that in the course of 13.8 billion years, certain vast parts of the universe are so far away that the light from that part of the universe has not even been able to travel to us over the course of 13.8 billion years, which means that we're actually limited by what we can see of the universe. Not because of how big it, well, because of how big it is, but because we simply the the fucking light from that part of the universe hasn't even reached us yet, yet. You know what I'm saying? What if
2: we see some stuff in some telescopes like tomorrow? That's from like a hundred years ago, but we just are just seeing it right now, and it's like a new species like starting or something. Maybe that's what's happening on Mars right now. Because we're seeing like organisms and stuff. Yeah. Like they have evidence of some, or- mm, like, not like, like, h- like not like not like human like, but like you know, fungi. I don't know.
1: Yeah, but that's also like a robot on Mars sending information to us. So that's real time. That's real time.
2: Right? <laughs> okay, never
0: mind. I don't think so. It still takes. It still takes the. Like, like it can't go faster than light. Whatever, if you have something on Mars and it's sending you something from Mars, Are they like but You're talking
1: about transmitting light. They're not transmitting light at that point.
0: But nothing moves faster than the speed of light. <laughs> That's beautiful. But you're <laughs> saying
1: how light is so slow. You're saying it takes eight and a half minutes for the sun to.
0: Yeah, I'm saying that light is the speed limit of the universe. Nothing can travel faster than light, which means nothing can happen faster than light, including a radio transmission from Mars. It would still travel at the speed. Like if I, if I, if you stood in Towson and I yelled really loud, you wouldn't hear it immediately. You would hear it at the speed of sound. Like it would go. I would go ah, and then however many seconds, half a second, it might take to get to the fucking Towson Circle. That's when it would hit your ears and you'd hear it. It's the same way with light. If I, you know, if you're far enough away, I don't know how many light minutes, light seconds Mars is from Earth, but if that thing on Mars is transmitting a signal to us we're getting that signal at the speed limit of light. Okay, but you know it's I mean? not
1: from 30 years ago. <laughs>
0: well, if, it, if we had something in 30, if we put a robot on fucking a 30, 30 light years away, we'd be getting shit from 30 years ago. Or it would take its transmission 30 years to reach us. You know what I mean? So yeah. by the time its real time reached us, we'd be 30 years later just now getting it and being like, oh, well, I guess that happened 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
2: The thing that really trips me out is, like, what if aliens aren't really, like, what we think of aliens to look like? They could literally just be, like, a frequency, like, that we can't see with our eyes. Like, they could just be, like, a a mist or something. I don't know. Like, like what if they're, you know what I mean? Like, they might not be visible to us.
0: Well, even with the fucking DMT shit, when people talk about, like, you know, experiencing these, like, fucking things in, like, higher dimensions and shit like that, that. Like, they're very well could be things that... Are outside of our perception that exist in dimensions that our minds can't conceive of that. Like, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know. All I'm saying is that the shit that I just said is true. (laughs) (laughs) That shit is true. Whatever I'm about to say, use your own (laughs) discretion. Cause now I'm just fucking think hypothesizing, you know, but like, I guess what I'm getting at is when you think about just how wacky the true shit is, it's like, dude, there's got to be, it, it could be a possibility that somewhere in a galaxy so far away that the light from their galaxy would never even reach us to even be able to see them, they're existing equally unable to see us. And that we are so, like I said, it's not just the speed of light, it's the speed of causality. Nothing can happen faster than the speed of light. Well, what about
3: like quantum? They, they're kind of proving that two things can happen simultaneously without... Quantum entanglement, yeah. Yeah, like... It's like they can. It's almost like the the two particles are communicating with each other if they're in phase with each other.
0: Yeah, that's a really that that the thing about quantum entanglement. Uh, that's a thing that I really like. That's like I'm gonna try to explain it a little bit from what I understand. But basically, it's this idea that like. You're talking about like if you have like a electron over here, electron like that or something like that, That like their charges or something like that, that basically there are things that become quantumly entangled. The best analogy I ever heard of that is twins. Well, I mean, it's basically like twins for like fucking like two brothers (laughs) there. Yeah. Yeah. Different ages. Okay. (laughs) The best way I can understand brother stuff. The best way I can explain the best analogy I've heard about that is this idea that like if something like basically all of the all of reality the way we experience it kind of exists in this like cloud of probability and they proved that basically um with that like double slit experiment mm-hmm. um where like they were like launching photons and they thought like okay they were like is light a particle or is it a wave because if it's a particle it'll act like a fucking marble we're shooting photons and it'll go through one slit or the other slit so when we pull out the thing we'll see a pattern of like two slits whichever one it went through if it's a wave, it'll act like when you drop a fucking thing in water and just like ripples out and it'll go through both slits at the same time. And so they were like they were it was a particle wave theory. Is light a particle or is it a wave? So they were launching these photons, which are particles of light or, or like things of light, whatever. Mm. And what they found was was that uh, when they were trying to monitor which slit it went through or, or, or they found that it acted like a wave. So they saw that it was going through both slits at the same time. They're like, OK, cool. Light's a wave. We got it. Light mm-hmm. is a wave. And then they start going, well, how is it going through both at the same time? It doesn't make sense. I feel like it's a particle. So they put little detectors on each slit to see exactly if it was going through both at a different time or whatever. And what they found was when they put the detectors on the slits, all of a sudden, it was going only through one or the other like a particle. And so what they realized was, or what the theory was there, is that they determined that light behaves like a wave until it is consciously observed. At which point It collapses into a singularity of, so it exists as like a cloud of things that could happen, a cloud of probability, right? And then the second you observe something, it becomes something. Hmm. So when they tried to detect which slit it was going through, it went through one or the other. But when they weren't trying to detect it, it would go through both. This is like a really kind of... Trippy. Crazy. It's
2: hard to comprehend, but...
0: This idea of consciousness and its effect on reality. Right. You heard about that, right? Yeah. I'm and,
2: tracking, but it's yeah, dense. It's like hard to tracking, follow. You're tracking, but you're but not grokking. I'm not fully grokking, <laughs> yeah, but you're I'm tracking. Grok- yeah.
0: So the best way I can explain the uh, the quantum entanglement thing is, it's kind of like if I said, this, might, this analogy might flop. I don't know. We're going to try it, though. It's like if I told you that, uh, hey, my friends are coming over, they're brother and sister, right? So there's one boy, there's one girl. And uh, so like they're, they're showing up, right? We're all sitting here and I haven't told you which one is which boy or girl. Right now in your mind, and if I said like one of them's name is Sam, one of them's name is Jesse. Those are both like ambiguous names. Mm -hmm. Like Sam could be a girl or a boy. Jesse could be a girl or a boy. Mm -hmm. So in your mind, both Sam and Jesse exist as either or, right? The second Sam shows up to the doors, let's say Sam pulls up. Sam walks up and goes, hey, what's up, dude? I'm Sam. It's a guy. Immediately, Jesse is a girl Hmm. in your own consciousness. Right. right? right. So the second one thing proves to be something, the other thing has to be the Mm -hmm. other thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the best way I could analogize like with these uh, the the quantum entanglement of like these two things to be separated by like billions of fucking whatever. And then like if one thing happens to the one thing, it immediately affects the other thing. But that.
2: Sorry, keep going. You know, go on. I had, well, I was I had gonna nothing. say, am I totally off base here? That there's also been some theories about twins and quantum entanglement, and like, because they did, they were in the womb at the same time, but then they mm-hmm. split, and now they both have their own lives. Obviously, yeah. But like, there are so many. You could call them coincidences uh-huh. with twins. Like, we should ask our cousins. Our, we have cousins that are twins. They've had weird experiences. My coworker, who's an identical twin. She'll be like, Oh, I was in Costco and I saw this product that my sister would love. And I FaceTimed her and she was like, You're gonna fucking shit. I'm literally in Costco right now. Like, I'll prove it. I'm at the same product. And they could not explain it. And like, my coworker, who's a twin, she's like, I've had so many experiences my whole life that we cannot explain. We truly cannot explain that we're both doing the same thing mm-hmm. at the same time. And it's like a, a freaky twin thing. And like, I feel like our cousins have had weird experiences too. And I just wonder if there could be something to that of like,
3: yeah, um, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut No, it off, no, 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 no. Yeah, there's examples even of people with the same name. I've heard this on YouTube. There would be these crazy stories of whatever, like Brock Smith or whatever. It's like these two guys. Uh, it it might have been twins separated at birth with some examples, but some would just be like they had the same name and they met each other somehow in a work situation and they found out like he married a man, a woman named Betty and he married a woman named Betty. Mm-hmm. And they had, just had all these attributes exactly the same and they had the exact same name and it would be yeah. like they met at a summer camp or something and they <laughs> found out they had all these similarities or yeah. they had never met each other and then they met it at some point later on. And yeah. I, I
0: think with that, so I would look at those as kind of, I would look at those as two separate things. The thing that you just said, I would look at that more so as just kind of like a marvel of just like we talked about before, which like the marvel of infinity and how over uh, infinity anything that can happen will happen that like... The odds of that happening are extremely slim. The odds of two guys with the same name and then having like the same this that all the things you said and then meeting, the odds of that happening are extremely slim. But there is a probability chance that that would happen, right? And then just like with the confirmation bias and how like certain things, like I think we talked about this when on episode three hundred, like with certain times when like you'll like think about a person and that person oh, will text yeah, you, yeah. it's like, and then you got to look at them and you're like, okay, but. How many times have I thought about that person they didn't text me that I just didn't pay attention to it? But uh, but then the one time I was thinking about them where they did, all of a sudden I'm like, yo, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> there's like, that, like confirmation bias? Confirmation or? bias. It's like the $50 yeah. bill. Yeah, the $50 <laughs> bill. Now, that's not to take away from anything it could be, but I'm just saying that's that's probably the way that I would interpret that personally. As far as the twins thing... I think with that, they're definitely... I don't know if it's a quantum thing, necessarily, but I would entertain that, like... or not even entertain. I would think it would make sense that, like, you you have... You're basically coexisting, like, in the womb, like, feeding off the same life force at the same time with the same yeah. external influences and everything. You have the same DNA. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: you're basically a copy and paste of each other. Yeah. And
0: then
2: is it, like, nature versus nurture? So maybe they both went to get hamburger... Sp- Supplies at Sam's Club because they always grew up eating um hamburgers at that time of year yeah. or whatever. So it's like you never know. But like, there's just too many weird stories I've heard with twins. You have two. I'm people,
0: fascinated yeah. with twins. Well, no, it is. It is fascinating because in a responsible way. It's just like <laughs> it's just like the way we talk about like um
3: you're not doing any mom talk project or anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I forgot. What I, I got. Mind if I take a piss real quick? No. No. Cool. Go for it. Care to drop a sponsor? Perhaps. Right, uh, you guys have any sponsors
3: you want to give a little sponsor for grok this pod
1: do a a podcast sponsor
3: yeah so um if you guys want to check out grok this podcast it's uh grok this pod on all social media you can find it on apple Podcasts, spotify all the major networks um we're just two guys hanging out we found out we kind of have common interests a little bit alex was on live from the studio the last time he was on here as a guest give me a shout out and I kind of subconsciously picked up on, you know, he was like, oh, I'm having such fun on this podcast, and I've done a podcast before. And then he's <laughs> like, Jordan Levine turned me on to all this weird shit. And <laughs> thankfully, you were like, it wasn't that weird when he was talking about it. It was just like No, casual. it all started making a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> about two or three years later, right, after that conversation. <laughs> it was all stewing in your mind.
2: It's true. It was around 2020. It was when we first met up again and started talk. I was grokking what you were putting down and it, it, yeah that was like what two years ago three years ago maybe yeah
3: and then in the meantime I think uh, yeah we both kind of interested in just entertaining different ideas and uh, and yeah I noticed you were a guest on this podcast so you enjoyed doing podcasting and I've wanted to do a podcast for a while I've done different stuff at different times so it's like Yeah, let's do it. And I reached out to you. I kind of like took that message from the subconscious that you were saying, hey, Jordan, I want to do a podcast with you. (laughs) And then we
2: secreted it and we manifested it and now it is. Mm -hmm. And so it be.
0: Well, I think I think there are certain things like even when Eric talked about the uh, babe length, as you you and Liz call it. I thought that was cool. I thought that was cool. And just like the idea of just kind of like that, that the the connection with somebody that you have that you spend a lot of time together and how you kind of like learn the same mannerisms and things like that mm-hmm. those kind of things are undeniable and then it's just a matter of how far that stretches you know you know it, it's kind of like it's really just to me it's it's like the uh, question of like determinism like if you were to drop a person into the world in the exact same way I was born on the exact same day at the exact same moment to the exact same people, with the exact same life experiences, whatever. The next thing that happens to me, is there any possible chance that I would do anything other than exactly what I do? Mm-hmm. You know, is everything kind of set in stone from? Like I forgot who, I forgot which philosopher. Maybe it was John Locke or somebody that basically said oh, from Lost.
2: Yeah, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who said he looked at the, the, that like light or the universe or whatever you want to call it, whatever he called it at the time, as like, or like what God was. And he was like, God was just like a clockmaker that just like set it in motion. And so, like, just from the first moment, just everything was set in motion and just, just like a clock, it's just ticking. Every single thing that's supposed to happen will eventually happen and has happened and everything like that versus this idea that um that that is where people get ideas like destiny and fate uh versus this idea that we're all uh just kind of making up it of making up making it up as we go which to be honest I don't quite know which one I subscribe to more I like the idea of destiny and fate because that brings some just. It means that you're
1: not, you know, accountable for any of your. Yeah.
0: It's not good things
1: or bad things.
0: Goodwill hunting style. It's not your fault. (laughs) Everything that happens. But also, if your life turns out to be, you're like, dude, what the fuck? This is ass. (laughs) I really wanted it to be better.
1: Yeah, luckily it's not my fault. Luckily it's not my fault. So (laughs) It's destiny.
0: So it's like, are we making it up as we go? Is everything that's happening... And here's the other question. We've already established that you can experience... There's two things I've said on this podcast that I feel like you guys aren't quite believing me on. What? We're not grokking you yet? You're not... You're you're anti-grokking me. What? It's the card thing. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I bought into the I I understood the um, analogy yeah it was easier to start yeah. at 52 and go down but then when we got to the junk yeah. levels yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure what numbers we were t- yeah, but I understood exactly. the concept of it's and infinity I, that's and the I, point
1: I understand that yeah like there there are a huge you know number of combinations that cards can come out mm-hmm but also, like, I bet it's a smaller number to be like, okay, the first card I draw is a king of spades or whatever. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that, yeah, for sure. There's a one in 52 chance that you'll have the first card. Yeah. You know, if you any deck of cards, there's a one in 52 chance that you're just going to pick out the card and guess it right. And you then
1: know? it's in my brain, it's easier to make the leap from there to be like, okay, well, the first three is not that much more of a
0: the one in the 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 way you would figure that out is there's a one in 52 chance of getting the first card right mm-hmm. like if i told you guess the first like if i well now it wouldn't work because you already see the first three yeah, cards seven. if i if i <laughs> if we just pretended that this deck of cards was 52 mm-hmm. and i said all right dude guess i want you to pick the first three in order that i pull off the first one you'd have a one in 52 chance of guessing the second one, you'd have a one in fifty-one chance of guessing, mm-hmm. and the third one, you'd have a one in fifty chance of getting, and so on and so forth. But to get all three, would you a,
3: get have a better at all because you can see the previous ones or something? There's like that, l- less of them.
0: That's how that's how poker players operate, and that's how counting cards works in blackjack. When that mm-hmm. the when you're playing poker and they have the cards on the table, those guys that are th- those top levels, they see that like if they need a if they like if you're playing blackjack for instance and you're at fucking eleven and you're looking for like this type of card, what they're doing is they're looking around the table and they're saying, okay, there's already this many 6s on the table. There's already this many that card, that card. So the probability of the next card being a high-value card is higher because I already see that a lot of the low-value cards are already on the table, which means the deck is actually stacked more with high-value cards because they're not yet pulled out of the deck. So they're constantly not doing the actual math because the actual math would be 1 over 52 times 1 over 51 times 1 over 50, which 1 over 52 is like a 2% chance of getting the first one right. But then you multiply that by 1 over 51, which is a 2% of 2% chance. And then you multiply that by 1 over 50, which is 2% of 2% of 2%, which now the odds of getting the first three in a row right is now like fucking like 0.00008 or something like that, you know? So like you can see just how quickly, just from three cards, the odds of getting the first three in a row, you're already in the like 10,000th of a percent of likelihood of doing that. And then you try to do that over the course of 52 and you're talking a ridiculously low percentage point. But that was the first, uh, uh, grok block that I sensed with you guys. (laughs) The second one was, uh, I didn't grok block that. <laughs> you grok block me, bro. <laughs> you grok block me. Dude. That's a great T-shirt. <laughs> I'm not intentionally grok
2: blocking. Anybody. Don't grok block. <laughs> I can't even say. it Don't grok block me, bro. That's an awesome
0: shirt. Um, or tattoo. Yeah, I mean, I. You guys should use that. I really hope no, you we do. will. I really hope you do. um and the second one was the whole thing about the light traveling, and and, just <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and those I believed
2: every word you said. I just—it's hard for me to grok stuff that <laughs> yeah. I don't like to grok. Mm-hmm. Like when I was in school, I never really liked the quantitative stuff because my brain just shuts down. Like you said, like it's—it's it's a lot to—it's dense. But well, I was tracking.
0: Well, the thing that the thing I guess going back to that is just the thing that you kind of take away from that concept is the idea that if right now. Me as a ten-year-old is happening for another observer in the universe if they were looking, uh, right? Watching <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah.
4: Because the speed of light,
2: they see you as ten right now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Pedophiles. The speed of light. I'm going. Te- I'm going twenty years, light years away just to look at myself naked. Like hell yeah, dude. <laughs> hell, yes. <laughs> I mean, but that's all a picture is all pictures is you're capturing the light from that moment on a film. Yeah. And, and and just like, you know, a photograph is a means of capturing that light. Uh, and, um, you know, but that light still exists. Like you take that picture, that light was emanating from you to the, to the film, but it's still emanating somewhere out in the universe, far, far away. 20, light 20 years ago, me is, is 20 year light years away right now, somewhere. And if somebody was 20 light years away, they'd be looking at that, picture just like you're looking at the picture that you captured in your hand at that moment which is kind of like you know when you look at time it's just if 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 20 years ago is still happening right now for someone far away then in a way you could argue that that time still exists it's just a matter of where you are Mm.
3: yeah i kind of like for myself connect to maybe like it's like you can tap into like i try to say what if myself 10 years ago or five years ago could see myself now? Like right now I don't feel satisfied. I'm like, whatever, all this shit I could complain about. But it's like, what if I appreciated what I have now based on myself five years ago? It's like, oh, it would be awesome. So I can kind of tap into myself at that age.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Or in my circumstance, be extremely disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Or like a
3: childlike wonder, you know. You can say, "What gave me happiness in the past?" And you can. It's kind of like you can collapse time. Sometimes I feel Mm -hmm. like you can, not in a Michael Jackson way, but you can kind of like relive your. You can like give yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "How is Michael Jackson fitting into this one?" I can't wait. Give yourself the childhood. He's still alive.
0: (laughs) Somewhere he is, (laughs) and that's that's really yeah. There's there's so many there's so many things, and like I said, I think that. Of all the things we discussed, uh, besides the things that are provably true. Uh, the Okay, let me ask you this as one final little grocadelic question for you. <laughs> if you could pick, I'm going to give you three options. One of them gets to be proven true in your lifetime. Ooh. God and the devil are real. And you can sell yourself to the devil and all that occult shit is real. Uh, aliens exist and we are able to contact them or time travel exists and we're able to do it
2: oh wow that's like not
1: fair because they're all true
2: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can go around the horn on that one if you want But
1: yeah we should all decide so the question was which one you want to be real yeah if you could only
0: pick one to be proven real in your lifetime like and we can experience it mm.
1: I don't know, because time travel is weird. Because, uh, I don't think you're—I don't think you'd be able to time travel outside of, like, when time travel was invented.
0: That is a great point, and that was proven what? true in *Idiocracy*. Of oh, because you get stuck. Well, um, it's like, yeah, he's got a point. Because it's like, you could take a time machine, but in order for you to take a time machine to that time, wouldn't they have to have had a time machine too, maybe or something?
2: Unless he took it with you. Didn't like Stewie and what's his face
3: do that, Brian? On family? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. It's <laughs> always <laughs> like you have a remote control thing and then you have a pad. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Urkel did it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Urkel did do it. No, I don't know. He changed his, his... Time
0: travel is definitely the sketchiest one because there's so many weird paradoxes of like, it's like, well, if I traveled back in time and talked to myself, wouldn't I be talking to myself right now? Like I went back, if I was like 20 years from now, I was like, I want to go back to when I was on that rock cross cast and just walk in and be like, what's up guys? Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be a crazy twist? I would not trust that person. If they came in. that was was the time, if I just walked in right there, just want to let you guys know.
2: (laughs) If I had to choose which one to kill, I think we would all have to kill that one that just walked in. I don't know why.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you killed me, you'd kill both of us. But if you killed him, I'd just be like, dude, fuck you. Now I'm going to be dead in 20 years. Oh
2: shit. I don't want to kill either. I guess. You yeah. just
0: have to trap one. Yeah, trap one. <laughs> and my entire life like arc just resorts in me like being in a cage right there. What if that's they're doing to fucking Kanye?
2: <laughs> they just keep time-traveling him to keep them young. Oh, my God. <laughs> that blows up the whole adrenochrome theory. <laughs> they're just time-traveling them younger and younger.
0: So time-travel is... Eric, so you're going no you go to time-travel. you say
2: no to time-travel?
0: That was a hard no. Well,
2: I agree because I think it would cause... Too much trouble.
0: It, it's way, it doesn't, it's too much. Because you're talking about just like every moment is like a moment that you can tinker with that then affects the future moment that might not make that moment happen to make the moment that you got the time machine to happen. And it's like, it fucks with the chain of events.
2: I guess I'd be okay with it being true if like they didn't give it to the masses. Because mm. I don't want people messing
3: yeah, it'd be like stuff's changing all the time, like stuff's yeah. shifting mm-hmm. around. It's like, dude,
0: I thought this just happened that way, and now it's this way. And now I don't even think that because it already didn't happen and that way. that happens
3: way. to me every week. There's like conspiracy theories that there's, there's a time, well, there's like some whistleblowers or whatever, there's a time core that they're going back and changing things for the good or something. Oh, oh. shit. That's why there's like Mandela effect type stuff, like where right. things, people remember things or things look mm-hmm. like they... Changed,
0: they say that that maybe your consciousness is your future self, kind of pulling yourself into the future. Perhaps that voice in your head is like, right, the thing that's like being like, yo, do this.
2: That was, um, Danny's friend in The Shining. What was his friend? His the guy in his ear, Tony. Tony, he was like, Tony said this in the book. Tony was him in the future. Tony, mm-hmm. it was Celeste, very alchemical, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe we should all do like process of elimination because. I definitely agree. No time travel. Okay. Um,
0: okay. So we'll we'll get rid of time travel. Even though that would be awesome, it's just not. I don't think it's feasible.
2: My first gut reaction was, I want God and the devil to be real, to get people to stop acting so naughty. Mm. But then I thought, I don't know. That would no, stoke it up and both. That's ways. exactly what I was going to say. It would create the end of the world because there'd be too much fighting over religion, and it would just like cause chaos and wars i think if you know and
1: also with the alien thing like where do you know aliens kind of exist yeah then the second part is to be able to communicate with them i don't want to i don't want anyone in this room to be able to talk to aliens directly you know what i mean (laughs) i already have the ability (laughs) (laughs) it's only a matter of time This is like a monkey's curse. Like yeah. of questionnaires, they're all bad. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're I'm all going to lead aliens. to like the end of civilization. I would
2: go with yeah, I know that's what I was thinking. I would go with aliens even though I know that will be the end of the civilization maybe.
0: Well, you know.
2: That's what AI says.
0: Aliens would be the least big thing, I think. Maybe that's why
2: I want it. It's like the safest.
0: Aliens are the thing that I think could happen in our lifetime very legitimately. In fact, I'd I'd place a very small bet on that given the right odds. I
2: heard Trump was very close to releasing information.
0: (laughs) If somebody said, dude, I'll give you a thousand to one odds that aliens will be proven true in your lifetime, I'd toss a hundred bucks on that. No, I'd toss like a thousand on that. Because you'd be a millionaire just for being right. You know, actually, you need more odds. I need like a million to one odds. You put a dollar. It's like I believe that could happen. You know, and I don't think that would end civilization. I think that finding aliens would probably be like one or one and a half notches a bigger deal than when we discovered America. So that was kind of like figuring out like a weird other thing. We're like, what? This you guys? Did
2: I tell you about what's going on? The viral video that I saw on TikTok about how AI predicted the end of the world. Uh, Someone. Someone made a a TikTok, it went viral, and they were like, I asked an AI to show me how the world will end. And the AI made like a little short film that's like a minute long, and it's all like made from stock imagery and stuff, and it's all made by AI. And it shows that like, yeah, supposedly. I guess someone could have made this in After Mm -hmm. Effects, but it had like these upside down pyramids coming into the skies and just like sitting there like a cloud and people will be like what the sketch is that <laughs> <laughs> but they aren't talking or anything and then later they were like we came here to cleanse your earth because we had hoped that you would be enlightened by now and travel the universe with us but instead you fought and had wars and all about conflict and all the social engineers all they want us to do is fight that's what all this shit is they just they want us to fight so we can't be enlightened And the aliens were like, so we have to cleanse the earth and start again and we've done this before, maybe one time in the future a civilization will be ready to come with
1: us. So but we have the, to cleanse the Earth. So the aliens' way yeah, of looking so the, at things is... The AI just ripped off a bunch of science fiction books Yeah, said it was the end of the world. It doesn't <laughs> even make sense. So I've heard that story in like 80 different... Maybe that's yeah, how AI got the idea.
0: <laughs> it's just also kind of counterintuitive. They're like, we are enlightened beings <laughs> and you guys are always destroying each other. And because we're so destroying smart, each we're going to destroy you. Yeah, because you guys are always destroying each other. We're going to fucking gonna all of you. Job. Well, you're making me feel a lot better
2: right
3: now. Because <laughs> I was already convinced that's what's going to happen. That that video when you showed it to me reminded me of the, that movie Arrival. Did you guys see that? No. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was like that had octopi it turned out in it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there were aliens that well, were then octopi. Well, they had a different language, mm-hmm. and their language
1: Rock. was time-based. So yeah. then once the researcher learned the language, then she went insane because she kept seeing her like daughter at different ages around or something wasn't it something well, like that i mean it's is that like
0: a movie? that sounds like a movie i would want to watch is it good yeah it's pretty good it sounds good, good. cool I'll watch it like
3: yeah they explain they teach them how time is working differently but mm-hmm. it's like she you you see her meeting this guy and and you're like he's like oh you were married before and somehow it's like they have memories of their own they're going to have a daughter and then their their daughter's going to die at some point mm-hmm. but they're like is it worth even doing it it's like they have visions of what's going to happen all in reverse. Oh, hell, it's like now hell. that you know how everything ends, do you still want to start this thing? Yeah. And then you realize at the end of the movie, they're actually just meeting for the first time, but they have all these memories of what was given to them as their future. They could already see what was going to happen. Damn. Mm-hmm.
0: I think aliens would come and destroy the planet just from being pissed off that we always like make them out to be like guys who fuck everything up. Like in every or movie, like, they're always bad. we make them look
1: ugly and fucking short <laughs> and big ass foreheads. Yeah. They're gonna like, pay, you know, kill us because they're like, we don't look like that. They were, we're not hotter happy. than
0: you being racist. We they are were hotter not... than you.
1: <laughs> they were not happy about
2: the atomic bomb. I'll tell you that.
0: Oh, probably they dude, <laughs> They dude, They aliens. I I think there's a good chance that we could meet them by us going to them and them being like dumb as fuck. You know, we always assume aliens are smarter than us and they're going to come here. But, you know, what if what if we go to another planet like fucking plants on another planet would be aliens? What did you say, Jordan, about
2: how that one theory is that like aliens have gotten so smart because they're so more advanced than us, but they lost their emotional side or like and that's why humans, we have our emotions, we care about each other. But that limits us from reaching the scientific knowledge. The
0: autistic alien theory. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that theory. Yeah, I think no, it's. Can you explain cr- it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind
3: of. It seems to me archetypical. It's like whether you're talking about AI or gray aliens and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. like there's a certain story of like maybe these aliens are ourself or an alt- alternate version of ourselves that's gone in a very technical direction and they destroyed their humanity. And then, or just that different races are very analytical, and that's what makes them like so strange to us. Yeah. But they can.
1: What's your race theory, Jordan? (laughs) My critical alien race theory. All right. So certain races, races are 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 smarter, analytical,
0: and that's why they've advanced more. I'm grokking with you. (laughs) Like when you're like when
3: there's a guy in silver suit and he's like, oh, hello, I'm. Oh, I guess he's like so. I not like that.
0: I see where you're going with it. It's like
3: they're not chill, but they have cool technology. Yeah. And then, but we're like cool. We're we chill. Out we're chill. And, but maybe that we can get together. They could share and our And that's their why they have to probe us and steal our
2: Earth is like the friendly west coast
0: DNA. of fucking the universe, dude. We're yeah. chill. <laughs> Alien <laughs> evolved
1: to not have anuses anymore that's why they're so fascinated by ours (laughs) (laughs) how did this work well thank god i would hope i would stop shitting one day (laughs) like
0: stop that thing that we do yeah dude that is a major flaw (laughs) major flaw dude now okay so all right so wait which one would you pick jordan um jordan wants god baby he wants god
3: uh, I don't know. It's between God and the devil and aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I think aliens, probably. It's aliens? all the same to me.
0: I think we're going to find out if God exists when we die, probably. You oh, know, probably. Sure. Like, at least for that one moment, you're going to be like, oh, shit.
2: <laughs> I got a fast ticket to God the second I die.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, that's got to be something when you die. People talk about, I've been watching a lot of like near-death experiences on YouTube. And some of them are like, Overly detailed to the point where I think they're making it up because that's a really big cue of when somebody's making something up is when mm-hmm. they do too many details. Yeah, it's like, like
1: the, those kids where it's like the parents just tell them what to say. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, Pinewood Derby. Oh, dude, fuck that. But, uh, I mean, some of this shit kind of makes sense, you know? I think it's fun. I, I, I definitely, that's like the most I go. Everything
2: we just said made a lot of sense. I think so too. <laughs>
0: I think so too. How many episodes are you guys at right now? BT Dubs? It's like seven Six or so. Ish? Yeah, 7 Mm-hmm.
3: Including a bonus episode, which is on our Patreon.
0: Oh, you guys are going the Patreon thing. Yeah. Hell mm-hmm. yeah.
3: We premiered our, our Patreon episode on our regular feed as a little taste.
0: What is uh what is the what kind of bonus content can I expect? Oh well, Patreon I think episodes.
3: We want to do like bonus episodes, maybe it's where it's a- after the main episode, so we're more just chilling and a little bit more free.
0: Cool. Mm-hmm.
3: A little more uh grokked, A little, <laughs> a little <laughs> more grokked, more grokked out. <laughs> and then maybe some like
2: field assignments. Yeah. Like going places like the Crystal Convention yesterday we recorded in the car ride. Audio quality might be a little rocky, but it feels like you're right in the car with us. Yeah, yeah
0: dude. That's sweet, man. I uh I think of all the endeavors that I've seen you two embark on, this one You're proud? feels the best. <laughs> It feels the best. We want you to be proud of us. (laughs) I invited you guys on here to tell you. My
2: biggest goal in life is for my brother to be proud of me. (laughs) Eric is proud of you, dude. My My biggest goal is for Jimmy to be proud of me. (laughs) And to stave off the intervention just one more month. (laughs) One more month. (laughs) For this new project. If I
0: just start another podcast, (laughs) nobody will ever question (laughs) my horrible choices. (laughs) <laughs>
3: yeah, I think it's funny. We kind of met a little bit through this podcast. It's like yeah. I heard Alex's voice for the first time on this podcast wow. before I knew him on LFTS. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was like the episode around when you started your podcast. So with Dan and Marissa,
2: or um, voyaged on the Amazon. No, yeah. there was yeah, that's when you started that one. But then there was also the the episode the, the episode with Dan and Marissa your
0: apartment. I think that's what he's talking yes, about. yes, yes, yeah. yes. yes. That's right. That's right. That was Greek Easter 2017 or 18. I think it was 18. Nice. I remember that uh, because it was Greek Easter that time. (laughs) 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 How could I forget? Yeah, we want
3: to thank you for bringing us together in this karmic, cosmic. It's the least we could do.
2: There is Mm -hmm. some cosmic thing because Eric started doing comedy with Jordan and I think that's how I first maybe knew who you were through that scene. Or I'm not even sure. We've gone over this many times. I keep yeah. forgetting how we met. <laughs> but it just seems like we keep coming back into each other's lives. Mm-hmm. And I think it's for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, we
0: mentioned it on episode 300.5, which has since been redacted until further review. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Uh
1: what well, the, like after I left, yeah. when you guys kept going. Yeah. <laughs> that's we're what I told to you. A, I did what, not what want that to this? be published.
0: <laughs> this is 308,
1: I think. 308. There's about to th- be a 308 and a half because we're about to hit three hours and I got to dip. <laughs> I got to go to the grocery store, actually.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not to be so into my five cents construct, but I do need to go to Safeway. <laughs> no, it's
0: good. I was, I was working us towards the, the finish line there. But, um, uh, just that we talked about the domino effect of like, you know, if Eric and I hadn't met in middle school in a gym locker room, I would have never met you. You would have never been on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Jordan would have never... Heard. I never There's would have met Jordan. Every little thing. You could go back cause and any effect. any moment. The hermetic principle of cause and effect. If I had been in shape in middle school and didn't have any baby fat... And Eric tried to talk to me about what it was like to also have baby fat. I've been like this fucking loser. I'm never doing a podcast with this guy in fucking ten years or whatever, you know. So like even the minuscule things, every fucking cheeseburger sub I ate before that, you know, all the things, you know, every single moment, you don't know, you don't know what yeah, it means. That was God. That was God. Mm-hmm. I'll leave you with. One thing, Gee. this is important to um. know in relation to the devil. The devil does not present himself to you with horns and fire. He presents himself to you with everything you ever wanted. I saw that in a YouTube comment today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good i thought that it was,
2: was also in the movie kind of like the vich remember the,
0: <laughs> the vich yes <laughs> known quote from the vich double v i t c h now it's uh, always a true pleasure uh having alex g on it's good to have you back you were we we mentioned you on it 300 you were a uh, a frequent guest back in the Diz A. And then I noticed you hadn't been on like 150 episodes. So <laughs> let's get that back going again. Uh, Grok This Podcast, Alex Glazer, Jordan Levine, uh, Jimmy
1: Selesky,
2: Eric, <laughs> <Glazer. laughs> Eric Glazer. <laughs> Thanks for having us on. Yeah.
0: Well, what's your socials? What's the best way to contact you from the Outer Realms? Rock This Pod yep grok this pod
3: on instagram we
0: have a gmail too grok, grok this podcast
3: at gmail.com
0: okay mm-hmm. okay uh patreon
3: yeah it's uh go to our instagram and there's a link on there
0: cool cool
3: and how much what's the sub it's like i've set it at like two or three dollars or something all right to get that bonus nice. you
0: can't fork out two or three dollars a month guys come on come on you got bigger issues
2: stop paying for half a Starbucks and buy a grok.
0: That's always the Mm -hmm. best condescending way to tell people dude if you simply just bought 20 less coffees a month (laughs) you could afford to pay my rent you dick stop tipping at Starbucks (laughs) stop tipping service workers and subscribe
2: subscribe to our (laughs) Patreon god damn it
1: (laughs)
0: that's awesome Uh, Eric Plugs.
1: um At Eric Glazer on everything. And if you're in the Arlington, Virginia area in August, be on the lookout for Hot Set. It's coming down there. Nice.
0: Hell yeah, baby. Uh, I got to scroll through these fucking unbelievably, cosmically unlikely deck of cards over here (laughs) (laughs) to tell you the highly likely things, the things that have almost a 100% probability of happening every week. And that is me at Perennial in Towson. (laughs) You can bet on that, baby. If it's a Tuesday, I'm at Perennial. And if I'm not at Perennial, it's not a Tuesday. (laughs) That'll be June 6th this week, 5 to 8.30. I'll be at High Tops in Timonium, Maryland. 7 to 11, that's Thursday, June 8th. Uh, Moco, are you rich? (laughs) <laughs> are you a Supreme Court justice? Then you will probably want to come out to Vine Alley in the famous Kentlands neighborhood of Gaithersburg, Maryland in Montgomery County. That is Friday, June 9th, 7 to 10. Uh, are, you, uh, <clears throat> are you semi-Instagram famous and want to drink a martini by the water? For a solid story post with me in the background on the dock, then the time to do that would certainly be this Saturday, June 10th at Ampercy in Fells Point, where I will be playing loud enough to drown out the people on the other pier with their Bluetooth speakers. <laughs> that is six to nine at Ampercy uh, in Fells Point, Saturday, June 10th at Jimmy Selesky on everything follow the band at sophomore md that's three o's i'm not going to tell you where they go just know if you get to the end of the word and you only got two o's you missed one uh at lfts podcast across the board uh mess on god Until next week peace
3: Peace. rock out rock out